Coming up this month on No Quarters, we rise from the Fallout 4, join a syndicate, put a halo over her head, and it's blop, blop, blops time. Enjoy. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Cut, print. Good. Great. Best intro ever. Yeah. I'll just put John Cena noises over it. It'll be the best. Blop, 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 blop. <laughs> Welcome to Quarters, episode 76. Hello. <laughs> well, hello. I believe. Hello there. I believe there are circles in which this is referred to as the motherfucking video game podcast. It is. Yep. I'm not even I've saying heard, a. I've heard that. I, I've taken the. it up a step. Oh, the. Uh, yeah, it is the. Yep. Man, now you know somebody else is going to try and call that. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We trademarked it just right. now. That's how it works. Yeah. Good job, Chuck. Thanks. Science glad you're, delivered. Glad you're it is public. not yours. Yep. Anyway, I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back again. BJ's not here. What? We kicked, we kicked him off. He was a special guest just for one episode. That's right. crazy. Yeah. He might be back, but eh. not tonight. Nah. We're okay but, without him. But we are. Because guess what? <laughs> huh? We played a whole bunch of games since last episode. It's game season. Yeah. Like every week, there are at least two things that we're like, yeah, maybe we should check that out. So And we it's, did. Yeah. It's a good month. But uh, first up, let's just get the probably the biggest one. As far as like release profile and also how long it would take you to actually finish it. Uh-huh. And that's Fallout 4. Oh, okay. Chuck, you bought a copy. I did. I have it. Yeah. You, you have it in your, in your, in your mitts. I do. It's ready for me. Sweet. In two years when I get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. You'll have time before Fallout 5 or. Well, yeah. Fallout oh. New. Belgium, I don't know, whatever. Yes, Fallout New Yeah, Belgium. well, this one is Fallout New England. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Because you're in Boston. Oh. Yeah, yeah. the greater Boston I area. get it. I get it. Yeah. It had not occurred to me. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, Harlow got a copy on PS4. I got one on the Xbox One. Whoa. Uh, diversity. Uh, apparently, we probably both should have gotten it on the personal computer. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, granted, I, I haven't had too many technical issues. You know, every once in a while, the subtitles won't work anymore. I've heard that. They will either stick on or stick yeah. off. But at least, you know, if the people are speaking, you can still see, you know, you still hear what they're what they're saying correctly. But yeah, the subtitles will just kind of stop. Gotcha. But aside from that, like, it's run pretty well for me. But uh, yeah, it's more Fallout. I I concur. Yeah, it's, it's more of what you want out of Fallout. And it's kind of like there's a few revisions to it. But for the most part, it kind of has this feeling of, we waited seven years for this. It's not exactly setting my world on fire. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Fallout 3 reference. Yeah, the song's in this one, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, good. I have not reached that. I, don't, I never turned on my radio, oh. I gotta say. Oh. I don't know why. Because well, we forgot about what the radio boy. was seven years ago. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it looks better. Mm-hmm. It runs arguably smoother at times. Um They've changed up a few things like VATS works a little differently. VATS in the last one in Fallout 3 was basically you tap your your 
left bumper or your L1, and everything's frozen. Yep. So you can queue up your stuff. This one, it's kind of like everything goes at about maybe 10% speed, 20% speed. Things are still moving towards you, so you can't just do it and then figure things out like you could before. It's, yeah, it's possible like if someone like you're taking a shot and they're running sideways and you aim up queue up for a headshot by the time it actually goes they will have walked in front of something. Uh, so you can actually totally mess up your shot taking. Yeah. But and it still has that problem that Vats had in the last one where sometimes if you're just behind something even though it gives you all these percentages you will still like pump 20 bullets into the chair right that's in front of you rather than the thing that it said it had 95% yeah accuracy of doing hmm. but uh yeah there's the a few things are there like one thing that i like way better as far as scavenging goes is when you come up to a desk or a dresser or one of the many many things that you will be searching through mm-hmm. it automatically pops up a box that says what's in it so, so you don't have to open every fucking you don't thing. have to open every drawer just to see that it's empty cool yeah so that it's better Yep. Um, it opens. I, I like how the how the game opens. Yeah. Quite a bit. I think it's a really good intro. Aside from the fact that because of the engine they're using, characters can't really show emotion or anything, and the voice acting doesn't really sell it. Because hmm. I mean, I it's the beginning of the game. I'm just going to spoil what it is. Right. Is you are a person living in like the last 20 minutes before the bombs fall, and then you you get signed up and you have a space in the vault. And then, you know, you basically hang out with your family for a little bit, and then suddenly sirens are going off, you suddenly hear the boom, you actually see a nuke off, and they you get down into the into the shelter literally as the shockwave from the nuke is coming at you. Hmm. But then once you're down underneath the ground, everyone, like you're with a few other families from the area, and everyone's like, whoa, man. I guess this is our life now. Yeah. They, That's odd. Yeah, they come to it pretty reasonably. Yeah, and they, like in a game with, you know, like a Call of Duty budget, let's say, mm-hmm. these people would be running around, freaking out. There'd be somebody like shaking somebody going, oh my God, what the fuck? You know, they, they, and that becomes the problem with Fallout is the engine can't sell a lot of the kind of like dramatic stuff that they kind of sort of need in a lot of these things. Yeah, I... I'm not. I'm not shitting on the game because I'm going to play it at some point, and I, I, I still want to enjoy it. Th- this game has come to me at a point in time where I just, I can't be bothered. I have too many open world games. I'm either finishing up or about to start, mm-hmm. and this is not the one for me right now. Yeah. Um. So like, I've pretty much decided I'm going to shelve it for now and come back because like, if this game had come out in February or March, I'd be like, hell yeah, Fallout, let's do this. I almost need a couple days off from work. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just like. Nah. Well, and like, I'm not did, feeling it. Like, it did remind me just like it's been a while since I've been a Bethesda game. I skipped Skyrim, and I think I don't know how that the beginning of that one was just so much more plop you in and like enjoy the world. This one is just like, hey, remember all those systems from like seven years ago? Well, here's the slightly modified version. Learn them all again. Yeah, and you know we're gonna handhold mm-hmm. you and abilities you and all these things that you know are kind of shitty things in video games that have kind of gone away since then. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels dated in a very specific way, but it's also, as soon as I was playing it and I'm wandering around a burned out city, 
I realized why I sunk so damn many hours into Fallout 3 in the first place. And it's just, for some reason, there's something I love about just finding an abandoned building and sneaking around through it and finding out what's in there. And a lot of times it's nothing. A lot of times it's just, oh, I found a little safe that I had to crack that had more shotgun shells in it and some bottle caps. But there's something cool about how those environments work. And there's something fun about, I don't care that I just spent half an hour going through this building and all I got for it was some shotgun shells and some bottle caps. Yeah. I kind of, I had, I had the weird opposite reaction. Like first time I was on a big building with like no enemies around and it was just ghost ground. I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't, what's the point of this? Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, it's, it's nice that you can take all your junk and transfer it <laughs> into those workshops and it has a junk button, much like, like uh, far cry does where you get there and you're like, all right, just take all the junk. Right. And then all the, and everything else you use for crafting. So you can use it to create upgrades for your guns and your armor. And you know, you can roast the food to make it non radiation. Right. So you don't get <laughs> radiation poisoning from it down the line. Well, you, you know, also get good. like, once it becomes actual food, you get some bonuses for them. Usually like eat this and you'll have plus two stamina for an hour or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Sounds good. So there's all that stuff. The, I mean, but the, it's the thing that like the, the first thing, like when you were talking about the opening cinematic and how it kind of just like people are like, wow, major shit's going on. But because I'm a blocky video game character that would probably get stuck in the world if I tried to run around like a crazy mm-hmm. person, I'm just going to stand here and just casually observe it through, you know, just voice chat you know, in the, yeah. or the audio in the game. It really feels like Fallout 2, like or, or to Fallout 2, uh, Half-Life 2. Just like, I mean, mm-hmm. if like. You were like watching. They were like, "Oh, look, we can make this in-game cinematic thing." It's like, and then weird things would happen, and people would just be kind of like, "Yeah, that's happening." I'm just, I'm following my little path because I'm a, ga- yeah. a guy inside the world <laughs> with no, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's weird because, it, not to get too much on, on like a diatribe, I feel like this game made a bajillion dollars, and people are very forgiving on it because simply because of the name and everything, and I feel like somewhere lingering without the actual meme and joke there is half-life 3 being developed somewhere but i feel like valve probably has this like lofty thing like it's got to change the medium kind of goal like duke nukem was for a while like we can't just put out a fucking sequel this has got to change the industry all over again Mm -hmm. and it's just like there's probably people out there just churning and churning and making new code and trying to come up with something amazing that i think they're going to see the the near almost billion dollars that this game made and go just get fucking get half-life 3 out there it can be kind of shitty and people will buy it anyway Mm-hmm. Like this but it's might, not like Valve needs the money anyway. I, I know. I just feel like this might be the, the the thing that finally goes like, all right, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, we're going to sell a billion copies, even though it's going to come out way too late after the fact. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is. But because I mean, I couldn't even. I, I vaguely remember what happened at the end of Exa- episode two. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like yeah. it's it's waited just that little bit too long that I think this is might be the thing that finally kicks somebody into gear and go just fucking finish the game, mm-hmm. or people are not going to care. Yeah, but I mean. I wonder if so much of that is also because that Fallout world is so well done. Like to yeah. me, that's my kind of world. You know, is playing in that. And granted, the shooting still is not great in those games, and sure. it kind of never was. But that's okay because that's not really what I'm there for. I'm not there to go around and kill things. So, you know, killing things is kind of the 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 side effect of, well, you got to have something to do aside from scrounge through stuff. Right. But to me, the appeal was always the scrounging through stuff and like discovering this world and and looking at the terminals and reading all like the journal entries of the people right before the, 
you know, everything fell and all right. that, all that sort of stuff is the interesting stuff to me. So I don't, I, I don't regret getting it, but no. yeah, I think it's the same thing you have where it's like, I need to wait till like February or March to play through this. And like the hook for the game is compelling to me, even though, you know, the beginning of fallout three, like with the tunnel snakes threatening you and all that stuff was pretty damn good. But this one, this one's much more like, Oh, this, yeah, this was much more like, just get the fuck into the world. You know, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, This like, one tosses you out much quicker. I, I Cause I mean, but you know, the problem with these is you're never going to have that moment like you did, like in elder scrolls in oblivion where you go through and Oblivion, man, the intro to Oblivion is way too long. But, you know, especially nowadays when you think about it. But well, that's what when I mean, you like, got through all the sewers and then you got out and it was suddenly like. Yeah. Remember all that murky shit you were just looking at? Look yeah. at the outside. Bam. Yeah. But you're outside and it's just like there was no quest objective. Yeah, I can go anywhere. Yeah. You literally walked out of that sewer and it was just like. Figure it out. Yeah. And there's something awesome about that. That you just can't do in a game anymore. Yeah. I, I, this, that, Somebody's going to do it down the this. line. Like it feels like this is like the, the least Bethesda game they've made so far. Cause like there, the, there is basically no intro to speak of. It's so quick. It's like, it feels like it's over. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, yeah, there's no ex- exploratory, like get to know the vault and get to know peaceful things and dialogue and, you know, solve it with nonviolence. It's more like, nah, shit just went down and get the fuck yeah, out. Because there. very early on, like, and, uh, I feel like I'm spoiling stuff, but this is so early in the game is they give you a power suit, right? Like a power suit and a minigun. And they're like, all right, take care of these dudes. And as long as you have batteries and bullets, you have basically the most powerful thing in the game. Right. And it becomes an abilities only because you need batteries and bullets and you're just not going to find those anytime right. soon. But it's almost like, why even give me that this early? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just nothing about the opening couple hours of that game were really grabbing me. Like, other than I, I actually started over when I read the, you know, that you could make Codsworth say certain names, mm-hmm. and I realized what I put in was not something he could say, and I was like, fuck that. I'm not that far into the game. I'm starting yeah. over, and my name's going to be Fucker. Yeah. So he's like, good evening, Mr. Fucker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love that they have so many stupid things in yeah. that. Like, the, And they anticipated people putting Mad Max names in there and yep. all that stuff. Yeah, so they yeah. all the Mad Max names are in yeah, there. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing about these is, like, there are so many good ideas in there. Like, I love the idea of you come out of the vault 200 years later and Codsworth likes, Oh my God, you're still alive. (laughs) Or he's not even like, you're still alive. He's just like, you've been gone quite a while, sir. You know? (laughs) And then he's like, and then eventually if you talk to him a certain way, he's like, it's so lonely. I've tried cleaning everything, but the (laughs) nuclear waste doesn't come off of it. You know, he's like, I, there are so many little touches in these games. And I think that becomes the issue is like, you could, Ask me to 100 and whatever hours I put in Fallout 3. I can't tell you what the main storyline was. Aside from get out there and like do stuff. Yeah. You one one ever changes. Missing. Go. Yeah. Your dad was missing and then. Okay. I, I That's right. Yeah, yeah. The dad was. Yeah. Liam Neeson was missing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he had to try man. and check him. But aside from that, like I, I don't remember much that happened. I just remember that world. And I think that's kind of their thing now is it's like, you remember the world that you're in, but you don't remember the story that you did. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's, that's my take from the Bethesda games I played. And this seems similar. And maybe it's a course correction for them trying to get away from that by when you start out. I mean, the whole intro section is you can interact with stuff, but it's pretty much like go here, go here, go here, go here. Yep. And then watch some cutscenes you can't interact with kind of. And then, 
you know, once you're out, it's very much like, all right, go do this now, go do this now. And then you kind of each thing you end up at is kind of like, all right, we're, we're going here now, follow, follow us. So it, it, it feels very linear in the beginning. I mean, yeah. granted, I could probably wander around and do bullshit for a while, and those people will still be waiting in that lobby for me. But sure, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing about it is I, I I just feel like in so many ways we we've just grown past this game. I mean, I I could just think of so many games with better examples of of things they tried to do in the intro, mm-hmm. and and like they just weren't grabbing me at all. Like I didn't really feel any sense of urgency or whatever and that's yeah. completely the opposite of what seems to be the intention mm-hmm. I, I don't know i just well i think it's like you told me when your power suit ran out of armor you just left it in the middle oh yeah of i just got and out you don't even like, remember where it, you left it doesn't matter but the thing is one day you're just gonna be wandering around and that armor is still gonna be sitting right where you left it maybe yeah well yeah because these games like there's nobody who's like oh this i gotta pick it up you know they like that just doesn't like that's what's so strange about their worlds is they want them to feel like real places, but they feel like places that only you are interacting with. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like places where anyone else is interacting with any of it. Nobody else is doing anything that's changing the world. You're the only one changing the world. Yeah, no that's one's why, picking anything up. Yeah, that's why it's been 200 years, yet shit that you left in your dresser is still in your dresser, mm-hmm. you know, and scavengers haven't taken it, despite the fact that there's scavengers, you know, 100 yards down the road. You know, it's, it's just... <laughs> And yeah, and maybe we have moved past these kind of worlds. Well, I just but I think I of still, like I think of I the still... power of the intro of like Last of Us. Oh god, yeah, and that's now three, four years old. Mm-hmm. Like I don't that. know. I just yeah. it like I like mean I think I think now. of something like yeah, it's like that's three years old, and everything about that is better. Like I, <laughs> I mean, just everything about this game feels like man. It's almost a value game. Like I mean, it, well, it feels yeah. like it feels uh, like a B tier company game made a game. Yeah, and, but the map for that is. Absolutely enormous. Sure, though. yes. And I mean, granted, I mean, so much of it's procedurally generated, but... I know. I just... I mean, there's there's just weird things where I feel like maybe I can't compare apples to oranges here, but I, I know I know, Last of Us is very much a cinematic mm-hmm. path game, but... Oh, yeah. I just... I feel like they want to do these things and then haven't, like, crafted a world where it feels like it means anything. Well, I, I feel like Bethesda's worlds now, Fallout and Elder Scrolls, and granted, Elder Scrolls Online sucks, but I feel like MMOs should be their ultimate destiny. They want to make these giant worlds where you just wander around and you don't really, you're not really doing, you know, you're doing random dumb stuff. You're not on this linear path of, all right, I got to go take out this guy because this is important. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, I'll get to that when I feel like it, you know, and maybe that's, maybe they should be MMOs. And it's like, I don't, that's why I can't understand how they fucked up Elder Scrolls Online so poorly. Yep. But really, it's like, should the next Fallout be that instead of what it is? Yeah, I don't Probably know. not because they're making a bajillion dollars, like you said, off of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, maybe I will have a completely different look when I'm like, I've put these other games to bed and I'm like looking and I'm itching mm-hmm. for that open world game. But man, that day I was bizarrely, bizarrely sad that I did not buy the other game that came out that day. <laughs> And I don't mean StarCraft mm-hmm. Episode 3 or whatever. StarCraft 2 nope. Episode 3. Are we transitioning? Yes. Oh, I just set it up. I mean, I didn't know if you were yeah, done. Yeah, Chuck is supposed to jump on it. But... Oh, well, I, I didn't know we were done with the Falloutting. But yeah, we're yeah done. another game came out that day. And being the gaming hipster that I am, I was like, fuck your Fallout. I'm going to play oh. this other game, uh. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Because I don't have the affection for Fallout 3 in New Vegas because I barely played them. But mm-hmm. 
the last gen Tomb Raider was one of my favorite things from that generation. I love that game. That was a good game. And so I was super stoked for Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and Xbox I, One exclusive. Yeah. For a year. For a year. Sure. Um, well, I, except it will be on PC beginning of the year, which is what I'm waiting for. Oh, well then. Yeah. Q1. Sure. If it makes it. Um, so I don't want to jump the gun too far on this game yet, but I might say that it's pretty much going to be in the top part of my Fody list at the end of the year so far, unless oh. it really manages to fuck something up. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it so far, about a third of the way through. Um, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, the game looks amazing. The The environments that you're in are really cool. Mm-hmm. They figured out a way to kind of balance the big set pieces and the kind of exploration tomb raiding stuff that the first game really didn't have a good handle on. It was a lot more... Um, uh, the, figure out one puzzle in this tomb and you're done? Pretty much. But the first game also was a lot of quick time event-y kind of stuff to trigger a, a long cutscene kind of thing this this has more interaction and it has more areas that you get to that are pretty there it's not an open world game but you get to large areas that take hours and hours and hours to complete and you can kind of do it in whatever order you want mm-hmm. um much like the last one was yeah but i mean and the, but these areas are huge i mean really big it's not like this is a camp it's like mm-hmm. this is a city um and a lot of it is uh you're in like old soviet camps and stuff like that so all the imagery and and the the stuff that you're finding is like old you know just soviet plaques and stuff like that nice it's it's a lot of cold war stuff stuff that's kind of cool to 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 look at and you know if you're an 80s kid like me uh we were told you know the the whole world revolved around those evil russians so Mm -hmm. um i i just it's really solid i i have i i can't think of any complaints that i've had with it so far I've, i've really enjoyed I've enjoyed my time with it so much. And when I looked last night to see how far I was into it and it said like I'd played 12 hours, it didn't feel like it. Like at no point have I felt mm-hmm. fatigue playing this game. And that's the best kind of game for me so far. Uh, it, it, like you were just, there's so many open world games now mm-hmm. and some of them do a balance really well and some don't. And I'll get to one later that doesn't, but yeah. this one, I, I just, I don't want to feel like, okay, get on with it. I never want to have that feeling in a game. And so far, this one has not done that. Um, I'm just really, really enjoying my time with it. And I wholeheartedly recommend it. Does it it feel like just an extension of the last one? I mean, does it play pretty much the same? In some ways. I mean, it's of that same universe. It's not like someone came in and said, let's redesign everything. So like a lot of the the graphic overlays and stuff like that, they all feel pretty familiar. You're still finding the same kind of artifacts that trigger like an audio log that you can or can or don't have to listen to. Um, Mm -hmm. Structurally, it's the same. It's just a lot more of it and it's better balanced. Yeah. So there's more stuff to do. It's not as linear, I would say. Okay. So, and you don't feel... As a player, I feel like a badass in this game. Like, I feel like I'm doing cool shit and I'm doing it the way it's supposed to be done, mm-hmm. and I'm not like I'm not some expert marksman, crazy person or anything. It's just the flow of the game makes me feel like it's it's not on easy mode. Um, it ju- it just feels like wow, I headshot at that guy. That was awesome. So it still feels awesome to headshot a dude with a bow. Yes. Oh God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, would you, they're just three dudes at a campfire just talking about how they're going to do evil shit. And you were just up in a tower and you just go and you're just waiting for that second, <laughs> waiting for the, the dot to show up. Just like, OK, this dude stick, stuck his head out of his parka and you just boom. And then, you know, everyone's like, huh, what? And then you pick those two dudes off before they even step a foot away. Mm-hmm. It's like, that was dope. I'm the best murderer ever. <laughs> and I will say, unlike I, I know, like there's the joke about Uncharted, which I've made, which is basically you run around and murder a bunch of dudes and then you're just jolly fun loving guy in the next mm-hmm. cutscene. She acknowledges the fact that she just fucking murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. Like there's I, I, there's one cutscene where you do murder a bunch of people and a character's like horrified. They're like, look at what you did. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, they were going to kill me. I yeah. had to do this. It's the rules of the jungle, man. Yeah. So I, I like that it kind of addresses that in a way that uh, still allows you to run around and just murder fools. But mm-hmm. it's not you don't just blow it off. I mean, it is. She makes it very clear that these fools will murder her. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've had, there's so much, so much complaining these days about, well, you're a mass murderer in all these games, you know what, right. You know, if you're going to do it, make it like the Rambo four ending style where it's like, no, these people have to die and it's going to feel good to send them to hell. Yeah. You know, I mean like that's rather than removing the violence from games, they should lean into it. Mm -hmm. They they really should just be like, all right, these fuckers are evil. You have to kill them. Because they they will kill you or someone you love, whatever. Like well, sometimes they do that so well. I mean, I honestly think that's the only reaction why younger people can have to like these superhero movies, where everything is like such a triumphant ending, and they're like, meh. Probably because they've experienced this time and time again in games where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I've already I've already single handedly saved all these people by mm-hmm. playing this game, and yeah. I was involved. You know, like yeah. I I don't have a problem separating my media or enjoying one or the other, but I'm saying like. They probably played some of these games where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I am the lone savior of whatever situation. I, I will say, though, that the game kind of sets up the world inter- interestingly in that the it takes a while before you get to combat. But when you do, I admit that when the first like pair of dudes started coming at me in a combat situation, I wasn't exactly sure that I was supposed to kill them. Mm-hmm. Like I was sh- it, it clearly was like, OK, time to fire. And I was like, maybe I just need to shoot them in the leg or something, because mm-hmm. that's what I was. I was like, these guys might. I don't know if they're bad. And then you quickly find out, oh, no, these motherfuckers are the worst. Mm-hmm. They need Way to bad. die. Okay. Um, so th- it's kind of an interesting world that it sets up at the beginning. You're not quite sure what's happening. No. Like how bad people are. But you overhear enough conversations to go, OK, these guys are crazy motherfuckers who need to die mm-hmm. um the, the game's one weak point i would say is probably its story it's kind of dumb i mean it's it's the early tomb raider games had dumb stories yeah was it leaning into like the mythical stuff yes. or, okay yeah like right that's, away i mean i don't know that's it's where like, it started to lose me in the first one if that's if it's leaning mm-hmm. that hard into that one it i mean it's kind of indiana jones and the last crusading itself uh. yeah I mean, basically, you're searching for this thing that grants immortality that, okay. that crazy people are also looking for. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's, I mean, it, as long as it's fun, I guess. But I yeah, but the that, game is that fun. was the problem with the last one was yeah. when the story just went nuts. That game, the balance was weird because the, that most of that game was just a survival game. Like, 
you know, yeah. you yeah. weren't there, anybody. There's pirates on this island. Yeah. And yeah, this is no that right away. The, it, it establishes that the, that's what this game is about. Yeah. I mean, the whole game was like, it's super realistic, super realistic, terrible situation you're in where your friends like, I don't know, my ancient ancestors have these stories about yeah. things. And then it's like, oh, oh, you. Yeah. Well, and all of a sudden they're like, fucking no, wizards and well, shit. It's, yeah, it's well, honestly, it was way cooler when it was like these old research labs where they were like trying to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, but then eventually by the end of it, it's just like, yeah, all that stuff's real and it's real real weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And your friends like the reincarnation of something or Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, like like those last few hours. And it's kind of the same problem people have with Uncharted. You know, they're like, well, once those blue dudes show up, it's like, what the fuck? Right. You know. Yeah, it this plays game, off kind of like a Big Trouble in Little China game now that I think about it. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, no, she's special. You yeah. should probably follow her. Right. <laughs> you need to get her back for more reasons than her just, you're just being your friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's got less character interaction, I think, than the first one did. I know a lot a lot of the characters in the first one really like irritated people because they were kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, like, you, you would just find your crew and stuff like that and interact with them and stuff. There's a lot less in this. It's kind of a one woman you're against the world. Stuck kind on of your own, yeah. yeah. Does she but, monologue a lot? Yeah. <laughs> she, well, I mean, she's not talking to anybody else. Does she just, you know, say funny things like Nathan Drake by by herself? Not funny things. They're oh. informative based on, like, the stuff she's finding and stuff oh, like okay. that. But it's weird that you'll go to, like, a, a camp, you know, which basically saves your game and lets you do, you know, the stat building yeah. and stuff like that. And she will start recapping the things you've done. And she just goes and goes. And it's like, Laura, shut up. Finding, There's nobody there. Are you finding audio monologues? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, note to self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would be funny if you're finding your own <laughs> note to self. Audio remember recordings. to go back and find this recording. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. No, none of that. But oh, okay. I I really recommend that game. It is a lot of fun so far, yeah. and and the set pieces are great. Like when you get into some. Some sh- there th- some of the stuff in the first game was dumb. Like, how many times like in the first game you're like, no, she's dead. She oh, just yeah. fell down a mountain. She's fucking dead. Yeah, and got herself impaled. And just like yeah. like when she had that gaping wound at that one point, you're like, no, that's gonna get infected. You're gonna die. You just ran through <laughs> toilet water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, y- yes, exactly. Does you it- had that gaping wound, and then you crawl through a sewer to get somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, no, you are so dead. Does does it still have the gruesome deaths? That the last one did? Yes and no. It doesn't feel as exploitative as that did, mm-hmm. but they still have a weird obsession with it. It's still a weird obsession like watch her die where they could just fade to black or whatever. Yeah. But but the deaths are not as gruesome of like sliding down a mountain. You pick the wrong direction. You get yeah. impaled by a tree in your face. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, the one the, especially like the ones <laughs> with the waterfall. Yeah, we're like yes. the worst yeah. ones. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Jesus. They had some weird because, obsession with doing yeah that. because my wife enjoyed <clears throat> me playing that game she liked watching me play that game she was yeah. interested in like the world they were doing and even you know she kind of zoned out a little bit in the parts like with the burning city where you're just killing dudes and trying to escape that mm-hmm. she was like yeah whatever but you know but the other stuff like where you were raiding tombs and doing other stuff she was mm-hmm. like interested in that yeah until i'd slip and fall and then like you know laura's head would get squashed between two rocks like a watermelon and yeah most of the time if you fall it just the camera stays where you were and you just see her fall and she's oh, yeah. but I mean there's there's an early encounter with a bear that if you fuck up holy uh, god this bear no. does not goes treat all, you kindly goes all grizzly man on you <laughs> no, it's it's yeah it's unfortunate what okay. happens to you if you don't fight the bear properly big, 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 yeah. big bear chase me but again it's like it's a nice thing in a video game where you don't feel like a powerful warlord fighting mm-hmm. these things like a bear is truly terrifying in this game yeah. like you see a bear you're like oh, I am fucked 
So I really, I really dig this game so far. So unless it just really fucks up in the last two thirds, I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. really enjoying it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I played some Halo five. Speaking of Xbox exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of superpower fantasies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Halo five guardians. I have not beaten it. I played about half of it. I'm guessing. Uh Um, this is a very different game than the other Halo games. It's not your father's Halo. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, for oh. one, you like you barely like. I think I've played one mission as Master Chief. What? And I played half the game. The rest, you're Locke, the guy who's chasing down Master Chief. We have to go back, Master Chief. <sighs> yeah. Um. <laughs> it is one of those narratives where you can tell that oh, they're gonna meet up finally and they're going to fight for a little bit and then they're going to team up against the bigger thing that's going on. You know, it's the codex <laughs> codex. I don't know. The librarian. Oh God. That's, uh, <laughs> don't even... They don't lean into that, but it, it's weird also because like suddenly master chief has a team with him. No, master got, chief you got three alone. other people running with him that are like, not, you know, not your chump Marines are like, Hey, master chief. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> You know, there's none of that. <laughs> We're the Lone Rangers. And, and Locke is the same way. He's got uh, three other guys in his crew, one of which is Nathan Fillion from ODST. Oh. Which is interesting that he's there. Are they there because it's like a co-op campaign? Yes. Oh, okay. But they talk to each other during the thing. And when you're, when it's just you, when you're, you know, when you're playing solo, mm-hmm. you can give them small commands. You can be like, okay, attack this target. Right. You know, stay back, all that stuff. So, I mean, there's some, a little bit of that, you know, that strategy type thing going on with them with the squad based stuff, but not a ton. I mean, it's still like on, on normal, you can pretty much run through and just gun down things and do that. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to figure out whether I like this or not, because it's a very different feel because there's so much of the other ones is like your master chief and you're on your own and you know, it's up to you to make this stuff happen. I know we joke about a lot about, oh, God, Master Chief's here. Hooray. Right. Yeah. Thank God. You know, and it's weird because <laughs> it suddenly doesn't feel like that anymore because they like the plot is that, you know, Master Chief has betrayed everyone somehow, you know, which is obviously one of those big misunderstandings that all these types of things do. Clearly. Yeah. Well, well you know, like, <laughs> you know, Master Chief's still a good guy. Master but, Chief but, turned. Man. But yeah, so there's not like. And because you have a squad with you who are supposedly, you know, just like, you know, 75% of the badasses he is, which is still like, you know, 90% better than anybody else would be. Mm -hmm. There's not necessarily that whole, you know, that, that whole, like, you're the best, you're awesome thing. So that, that feels different as it is. The one, the one, one mission where you're locked, you end up on a planet that you happen to end end up there in the middle of a fight. Mm Mm-hmm. And people are still like they're fighting Covenant or whatever that have landed there and are attacking them. And they're like, yeah, get off our we can deal with this. Get out of here. You know, and then eventually you go through and you just fucking murder everything. And then they're like, all right, maybe you're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. May- yeah. You you helped. Uh, yeah. OK. Thanks. And there's also missions where you're just you, there's no fighting. You're exploring this area and you're talking to people and you're doing research and stuff, finding things out. So. It's very different and it looks great. I'll say that it plays, you know, it plays very well. There's, they have aim down sights now, which is a weird thing to have. What? 
but they call it something really stupid. There's like, like some chief vision. No, it's, <laughs> let me guess. It's snap to like click in the left button or something stupid. They can't just pop. No, it. you you can set. You know, oh. it's left trigger. Oh, okay. But you can wow. set your controls if you want it back on the uh, on the click the right stick. <laughs> yeah, which is is dumb. But yeah, that, no what I, thing is, I found myself like accidentally throwing grenades because they're on a different button that used to be my melee. Like I couldn't get the right control scheme yeah. that I had used before. But I don't know. I mean, it's. It's more Halo if that's kind of your thing. It's just a very different experience, it feels like. And I played some multiplayer. I played the new uh, the new Warzone, which is pretty much a... It's kind of like uh, one of the, the capture points, you know, when you get certain Domination. points. Yeah. However, they spawn, you know, it's, it's two teams, and they will spawn uh, a third team, which is, you know, random covenant enemies or whatever, that are worth certain amounts of points if you take them out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't solo any of them. It's not like you can just go up and like, all right, I'll kill this guy. No, you're not. You have to have a team doing that. So it becomes a very interesting push and pull of, all right, do we keep holding this point or do we go out and kill that thing that's in the middle? You know, and thing is, you could take out 95% of its health. And if somebody from the other team gets that last 5%, they get all the points for it because you're you're getting a point up to a thousand. But You know, there's there's a bit of a strategy there, but if you just let them hammer away at it and then come in and kind of cherry pick the end of it, you can get your team the points. And that's where they have the the rec packs, which are, you know, their card packs that you same as all of these games you purchase with in-game currency or you can spend, you know, three bucks real money to get it. But oh, yeah, there's packs in Tomb Raider. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. All right. Yeah, I, I keep getting them, and I'm like, great. And from people <laughs> that have played it, you'll never like don't ever spend money. Okay. Like don't ever spend real money. They said you'll have more than you can possibly need by the end of the game. And what do these wrecks and effects packs do? Uh, the ones for <laughs> the ones for Halo, which uh-huh. uh, it's pretty much what happens is you there are seven levels of wrecks, and you know the first few are okay. I don't like just having the machine gun and the pistol to start. You know, by the second or third, you can go to the requisition thing, which is what they are, and buy a sniper rifle so that when you respawn each time, you'll have the sniper rifle now. Okay. Or you can spend it on, you know, the the battle rifle or whatever other weapon you want. So they're kind of like battle packs in, in, in Battlefield. Uh, like you just be like, I want to unlock this weapon now. Yeah, but you have to have the pack that unlocks that. So like if I wanted a rocket launcher... I'd have to get a pack that has a rocket launcher. And some of them are like, you know, the the regular weapons are permanent. You know, you always have that card. However, like if I have one for a rocket launcher, say, and I can't unlock that until we hit level four, which is a certain number of points or a certain amount of time or a combination of both. I don't know exactly how it works, but your team unlocks it as you go. So four means, okay, I could burn this and now I have a rocket launcher. But in five, six, and seven means I can spawn a tank. Or, or, you know, or a Banshee that you fly around in. And now I have that. So it becomes, if the game's close, you might see a team suddenly spawn a freaking tank in and start murdering the shit out of fools. But the thing is, they've used that card. They don't have it back. Okay. So you have to earn enough points to be able to buy more packs to get more of those. And so they're not, they're not necessarily one-time use cards, but they can be? Yes. Okay. The better stuff is going to be one-time use cards. Gotcha. And, you know, but like the regular weapons, like that's why you almost you're better off. As far as I understand, you can buy the smaller packs and you'll get like 
the weapons that you may actually like every time you play, you're probably going to want to use that because you know, the regular, the regular rifle they give is the standard one that just doesn't have much power. And it's usually the one where your clip runs out before the other guy's shields do. Mm-hmm. So, and the pistol, the pistol's strong again. So I tend to run around with a pistol and everybody gets angry at me, but I don't care. Yeah. But no, I liked the mode a lot. You know, I'm, you know me, I'm not usually Mr. Multiplayer, but I, I found it fun because I like objective based stuff along with like, I don't have to be the one who goes out and kill, you know, and headshots everybody. You know, I can be the guy who, Hey, I don't think anybody's been over by that base in a while. Mm -hmm. So I can be the one who sneaks in and claims it. And you have little guys that guard like little AI, not AI, but you know, like pretty much like the Marines basically from the main game. This is kind of a MOBA. It sounds like it kind of is, but so there's like creeps or whatever. I mean, I guess what they call them in like Dota and kind of, but all they do is stay in the base. Oh, okay. But you can probably kill all so of them. So it's more like the easily. dumbass guys in Titanfall. Yes, like the, the yes, non-player exactly, people. Okay, exactly, yeah. exactly. Hmm. Yep. And there's there's only three maps in that mode, but they're all pretty big. And apparently, they're giving away the DLC. Like for Halo, there's no season pass or anything. You just if you have the game, you get that stuff. Okay. So I'm sure there'll be more maps as they come until but, they come out with like you know the Taken King version of Halo Five. Or I don't think they're gonna do that. I it think it doesn't are... sound like it. Sounds like that's the good that has come out of master chief collection being yeah. such a clusterfuck when it released, they were like, is dude. there like, we kind of, we can't push it. Yeah. You know, that's why you got ODST for four ninety nine mm-hmm. instead of probably the 10 to 15 bucks. It should have been 20. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or even 20, you know, whatever, but yeah. And, and people that have played the game a long time, apparently said that they've changed the aiming and they're all pissed off about it. But I, I don't notice it. I'm not good enough to notice it, I guess. But it has something to do with like the right that when you adjust the sensitivity, it adjusts it not enough for like the left and the right, only the up and down mm. when you're aiming. So there's something to do with that that they change that people are just not pleased with at all. Okay. But whatever. Yeah. I'm still having fun with it. So that mode actually had me interested in wanting to play the game. Yeah. It just sounded like an interesting new kind of mode. I would loan it to you, but I bought it digitally. So it's fine. Sorry. I'm looking for some deals. I want to get the Tom Brader and maybe the Halo 5. Yeah, if you find a good deal. I mean, it's it's a good campaign. It looks good. So, and that mode I think is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so I got another open world game uh before I finished another open world game. Okay. Before buying another open world game. What? The year of open world games. <sighs> So I'm going to talk about it a little bit later in the show, but I, mm-hmm. I was still playing Metal Gear Solid. But before even finishing that, to the point that I feel like I was finished with it, um, I picked up Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I don't know why exactly. I was at the store. I wasn't sure either. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, well, you told a- us you're like, hey, I got Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and we're like, why? really? Yeah. Why would you do well, that? I mean, it was like this came out the same day as WWE uh, 2K16, which we'll talk about again later. Yeah. Um, but I was just kind of there, and I was like. I've heard good things about this. Like people are, everyone's saying like, this is basically the Assassin's Creed brotherhood you've been waiting for. You know, like the good versions of Assassin's Creed that Mm -hmm. three and uh, four, maybe even unity weren't, you know, this was like all the things you kind of wanted out of your Assassin's Creed. So I was like, you know, when Assassin's Creed's clicking, I, I, I'm, I deal. I, I, I like what it's, you know, what it's dishing out. (laughs) You 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 like Mm -hmm. what the Assassin's Creed is cooking. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, so I, I I just picked it up and yeah I mean I kind of immediately fell into this game fairly hard. Um, 
Yes, you can say it's more Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, the things I like about it, uh, it's again, it's an interesting setting. Um, it doesn't feel quite as gimmicky as like adding in the boats to four was. Like mm-hmm. four's boat mechanic was cool and everything, but then it just kind of became, well, I'm going to take this boat over here to this little island that really doesn't have anything on it and wander around it until I pick up some stuff and then go to the next yeah, little there's island. There's a chest on this one island. Yeah. And I'm going to swim over here, and it just felt kind of time-consuming and like not fun to get around in. And the biggest thing about this is they've finally added what is more or less a ye old grappling hook. Um, yeah, there's really no way to uh, other way to describe it. You have a thing that can make you instantly scale buildings as soon as you get it, um, and you can use it to kind of like zipline your way between buildings um, within a certain distance. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so it makes traversing the city just like Batman, Batmany. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I, I joked on Twitter. I was like, if you take out the whole murdering thing and squint your eyes because the characters aren't the same, this is basically your Gotham by Gaslight game that you mm-hmm. may have always wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what it feels like. I mean, it's Victorian London. You're dealing with Charles Dickens and Charles Darwin and uh, <laughs> Karl Marx. You're and dealing with so, Charles Dickens. Well, it's <laughs> I mean, you the must Assassin's Creed Charles thing. Dickens. Like, that's their like, thing. Like Da Vinci was in two, I think. Yeah, yeah. two was Da Vinci and, and all and all his friends. It was really it was when they hit the Assassin's Creed three that they just were like, you know what? Yeah, you have to meet everybody from this time period. Mm-hmm. In this game. Right. Mm-hmm. And they all have a mission for you. Yeah. <laughs> they're all like, they're all copacetic with this Assassin's, uh, you know, guild. Sure. Yeah. All the people yeah, that you all like. All the famous people. <laughs> Everybody famous is part of the Illuminati or right. whatever, yeah, exactly. man. So, or whoever's fighting the Illuminati. Yeah. Or so, however that works anymore in that Assassin's Creed universe. I have no idea we anymore. Don't it's still the Assassin's Guild, which I don't know what their superpower is, but they're fighting the Templars still. Jesus. It's still a thing. Mm. Hmm. Um, is there an out of... The Victorian England, like modern day mode in this game, not that you control. Like I think, oh really? I think so they just done I away think with maybe that. Maybe I I walked for half a second in the other world. Actually, I don't think I controlled it. I think it was just a cutscene where it was like, "Hey, um, we're going to Abstergo Tech, and you're in the machine." Okay, you're in the machine. Mm-hmm. And, like I've gone there in the beginning of the game. That's it. I haven't come out okay. once. Yeah, because I don't even remember. Like Unity, I don't think I played it long enough for it to yank me out of it. Because mm-hmm. I think four was the one where they started doing the first person stuff. Mm. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm the weird guy that like the modern day stuff was just as interesting to me as it was. It was when it was Desmond Miles yeah, to me. Desmond, I mean, yeah. like um, especially which was it was it Brotherhood or was it two where when you were out of the Animus you were running around the same city, but it was. I think that was part of two. You were well, you were like specifically in like the. Um, the home. Yeah, you were in like your villa. Yeah. Like I think Ezio's it was Brotherhood because I think it was the aftermath of that. Yeah. Because it was you and were in the same location. Yeah, you were in the same location, but modern day with like cars parked on the street and stuff. Right. And that was like the coolest shit yeah. in that game. Yeah. Was doing all that. And then they kind of. Yeah. They kind of <laughs> so <laughs> completely screwed up the story in three. Right. So things that they've done is like we, this isn't the first time we've had a lady assassin in the Assassin's Creed games. There was um Liberation and also. uh jade's your name but what was the one in china was it just assassin's creed china assassin's creed chronicles china China, okay china yeah but like so there's that that character too but like you play a brother and sister in this one Mm -hmm. and you can for the most part switch on a whim um except some missions they will make you play the other one i've been playing the entire game as evie the 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 lady because Mm -hmm. uh jacob her brother is kind of a douche nozzle 
Um, I, there's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just kind of hate him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, like, they, they gave them personalities. Like, they he's, like, better in a scrape or in a scrap, and, like, she's a better stealth person. And so, like, everyone, they have a, a matching skill tree, but then when you get to the final level of the skill tree, like, one of them can take a skill, but the other one can't. And, and vice versa on the other side, like she can completely max out the stealth tree, whereas he can only go so far and, and he, you know, he can go all the way through the combat tree where she's missing yeah. a couple of skills. So they balance each other out, but it seems like occasionally they'll, they'll throw you on a mission where it's like, I'm supposed to follow this guy. Shouldn't I have the stealth lady? Like, this seems like a stealthy mission. Like, don't, don't get seen, but I'm using Captain Klutz over here. You know, uh, do they still have the rate the mission and when it's done thing? They sure do. How do they not know by now that everyone hates follow this guy missions? Well, how be, do they not? To like, be fair, they have literal feedback after doing those missions where people are like fair, one they're, star. They're far fuck this mission. They're far. They're few and far between throughout the entire game. And I kept failing one because I was trying to follow this guy that would get in a carriage and um. And I was like trying to follow him on the rooftops and with the grappling hook. And all of a sudden he'd hit this one straight away on the street and just fucking mock speed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I was staying within like 30 meters of him the entire time. And all of a sudden he's 150 away and I've, and I'm desynchronized and starting the mission over. Yeah. And so finally I got over this one hump and I was like, fuck it. I'm grabbing a, a carriage too and just stay behind him. And I was literally right behind the guy, but because it, he doesn't do the, the stupid old Assassin's Creed follow thing where they'd walk for a while and then stop and turn 360 and look uh, around them. Yeah. You know, he just, he just basically stops at intersections because people will be walking across and then keeps going. So you can, you can literally, as long as you're not bumping into him, just ride right behind him and he will never notice you. That's good. Yeah. So pretty much they've used that feedback to design the missions just to, to be like, literally follow him, like get behind him and just mm-hmm. go and don't get spotted by other people, you know, like people on the street or whatever. So their follow missions are kind of a joke. The the world is cool. I mean, I've I've played it enough now where I feel like maybe the map is a little too large because while Victorian England is London is cool, it's kind of all looks the same eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you've seen Big Ben, hey kids, Big Ben Parliament a couple <laughs> times, you know, it. A lot of the other environments are like kind of the same. Like I'm not like no. Well, I can't offend anybody because there's nobody from there from that time period. It's all kind of shitty, full of urchins. No matter where you go, I mean, even, yeah. even if, like when you're in like the nice part of town, quote unquote, yeah, there's ladies walking around with parasols and stuff, but there's still kids going, "Oi, governor, give me a shilling," <laughs> you know, like it's like, oh wait, it's like fuck off, kids. Are back. They don't beg like that, uh, but like they're still like walking around like, "I wish I could eat." You yeah. know? <laughs> I'm poor and sick and hungry. Yeah. yeah, God, I remember that from the first one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, like, the only part of the whole place is, like, when you get out to, like, uh, Buckingham Palace, it's, like, a little more secluded and wooded. Mm. Like, it's, a, like, there's, like, big parks and stuff out there, and so it's a little more, you know, slightly more suburban than actually full-on urban. So, I, I don't know. That's, like, the only part of the game that feels any different. But, like, it's just just a large enough setting that I was like, all right, you guys can make the map just a little bit tinier. You know, it didn't have to be to scale, per, per you know, per se. God. <laughs> I remember when we got in open world games, like, man, I hope this is huge. Yeah. This is this got to be the coolest for being huge. And now we're like, yeah, rain it back in, guys. Yeah. Well, a little like, bit like, just because, I mean, I've I did the whole Chuck thing of like, fuck it. I'm going to go clean out the burrows because like as soon as you clean out these areas, the, the guys will kind of stop being there I mean, yeah. to the extent that they are early in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like it kind of becomes your territory and I don't you don't really necessarily gain any uh, income from it, but 
Maybe you do. I don't know. There, there is like a safe that generates money as you're playing the game, but I think that's more from you have an upgrade system where, hey, give us ten grand, and when you go back to your safe, now to earn yeah. extra five hundred pounds every thirty minutes. So yeah. you're, you know you're gonna pay a big thing up front, but it pays off over time. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I've done that. I've I've I unlocked the entire map, and now I'm just trying to main mainline my way through the story. But yeah. I don't know. It's a uh, it's pretty good. I, I, I'd still say you could wait. Like, I mean, if you're, especially if you're on the fence about Assassin's Creed, it's not. Oh, sudden, that game will be ten bucks yeah, in six I was months. Gonna say, <laughs> it's not going to suddenly completely sway you. I don't think. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty easy to get those games cheap after eh, a while. They flood the market. They yeah. sell really well, but then they flood the market. Yeah. Now, a game that you will not find for cheap anytime soon, ever, as has been proven by the past two. Uh huh. Cod Blops Three. Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Yeah. I bought that. You you buy all of them. I do. I buy them all day one, and I play that yeah. campaign because that's all I care about. I used to. I like a good Call of Duty campaign. Yeah. And I like the Black Ops series. Black Ops 1 and 2 are great games. The first one more than the second one. Yeah. Yes. First one's really good. First one with the numbers is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Second one, still in that same universe, kind of tried some different things, multiple mm-hmm. endings, stuff like that. Still pretty good stuff going on in that. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Is it the Godfather Part 3? Is it Amazing uh, Spider-Man or Spider-Man 3? I like Spider-Man 3, so that doesn't uh, oh. apply. <laughs> um, if it, is it Spider-Man 3 or the rest of the known universe? Sure. Is why not? Rocky Let's say that. Oh, is it Rocky 3? No, that would mean it was good. Um, oh, it's not good? <sighs> Are you trying to say it's a paper champion? You <laughs> <laughs> ain't so bad. Except it is pretty bad. Uh, okay. Um, okay, so I don't know how quite to explain this but you know advanced warfare was super futury well okay black ops no okay hold on all right ghosts was kind of future tech go no all right this is what i really wanted to ask because the only reason i'm on the fence about this game is i i'm i'm slightly feeling the call of duty itch again because mm-hmm. i basically mm-hmm. barely touched advanced warfare yep ghost was the last one where i was like this is tech i could have right now like yeah. if I had military budget, I would have all of this tech right now. Yeah, I don't want this futuristic bodysuit jumpy shit, and that's what this has, right? No, no, okay. it's a different universe than Advanced Warfare, but it's still super futury. You're doing kind of things where you are uh, sending out murderous fireflies to kill robots with your mind. Ooh, no, that's not want that. And you can you can you can tell hand grenades in people's pockets to explode. Nope, nope, that sounds like Watchdog. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, I mean, they already had futuristic stuff in Black Ops 2, if I remember right. A little but bit, it, it but wasn't it was, like this. But though. it was like, this is this might be stuff that the covert ops people are working on. This might mm-hmm. be some sneaky tech that may one may actually exist, but it's not super like popular and well-known yeah. about. Yeah, this isn't fucking, like, you know, Deus Ex fucking weird right. tech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, this is, I mean, you're in like 2060 in this game. It's super far in the future. I don't know who the enemies are. Mm-hmm. I, I so <sighs> mm. the the world that you're in is super digital and super just like mech suits and like it's all robotech and nanobots and all that stuff. You start out early on. You're in like a holodeck mission, which goes on for a while. Is it like Flash Gordon? No, oh. no. But it's it establishes that a lot of this game may not be actually happening, mm-hmm. which sucks. It takes out urgency big time. And once the, the game kind of then shows its hand of if it's happening or not, 
And then when it does, you're like, eh, mm. it, it, it's there. There's a lot where it's just like, none of this is really maybe not happening. And so therefore what I'm doing has, if you're not buy, you want to buy into the universe. Yeah. Modern warfare, for lack of a better phrase that we like to use fucking patriotism boner big time, like get out of my burger world, you yeah. fucking communists. I will murder all of you. And I realize I want that in a Call of Duty game. I just I just want some motivation of you motherfuckers stop doing whatever this thing is you're doing. Oh, stay out of the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Is is this doesn't have that? It has a it's it's barely even connected to the two previous Black Ops games. Mm-hmm. Like it's in that same universe in that it's all like weird mind fuckery and and you know yeah. covert ops bullshit. But it's so far in the future. And the things that you're interacting with, the things that you're doing, the story is so far out of anyone's frame of reference that it's like, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, you're so disconnected from the murdering. Okay. And I, I, you know, I understand maybe geopolitical climates and stuff. You don't want to necessarily keep doing the same story over and over, Yeah. but well, you can do, you can fucking remake Red Dawn a million times in different ways in a video game mm-hmm. even like spec ops which has its own like weird metaphysical brain story going yeah. on had some good like East recently yeah and it had some and this weird this game has some weird like almost like lifts from spec ops it's strange mm-hmm. um but even spec ops had that like oh these motherfuckers you have to die i'm in the middle of the sandstorm and i probably shouldn't be fighting you but you motherfuckers need to die in this game, it's like, I don't know who you are. I mean, I'm... Yeah. And it's you're fighting a lot of robots. Oh. There's barely any people in this game. You're fighting a lot of robots. Hmm. Drones and actual, like... I, I said on Twitter, like, this isn't the best Call of Duty game I've ever played. It's the best Terminator game I've ever played. Because <laughs> there are just, like, r- robots coming out of, like... It, like, in Aliens, you know, like, when they're in the water and all yeah. of a sudden the aliens are popping up behind them. It's like that. It's like you're in water and all of a sudden robots are just popping up all over the place. Like, man, if this was a Terminator branded game, if this was Call of Duty Terminator, it would be fucking rad. But it's not. Um, So I guess the question is, you know, Ghosts was the last somewhat normal time frame. Like, I'm just a soldier shooting guys game. The last World War II one was World at War, which was, I believe, 2008. Yeah, it was a while ago. Do they bring that back? Oh, no. I, I don't know. I mean, if they... Well, where do they go then? Because it seems like now, both in Advanced Warfare and this one, you're in future jetpack, mind power... Well, that's power. the thing. You've got three teams now making games. You've got the Ghosts team, which I guess is... Um, Sledgehammer, right? Well, it, is... that the old Dead Space guys? I don't know. But you've got, are... you've got three teams making Call of Duty yeah. games now. All of them are in present day or future. Mm-hmm. So... Are any of them going to go back? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, the closest they went was Black Ops was like basically Vietnam War. Yeah, and that was fucking rad. It was so good. That was, that game was really and good. And it told but... a really cool story. And then like when Black Ops 2 would have like characters show up, you're like, oh my God, that's the guy from this. That, mm-hmm. whoa. It's yeah, just... that was the last one I I finished. Yeah. I haven't finished any since then. Like I, I Modern Warfare 3, I don't even think I started it. I, I got the freaking collector's edition. Never even I didn't play Modern Warfare 3 either for some dumb reason. I don't know And it was why. only like four hours apparently. But <laughs> yeah. How the hell did we not play that game, Chuck? It sounds like what we would want. I know. You but should finish Ghost though. 
The end of Ghosts. Yeah, really I did fucking start rad. Ghosts. I, I think I finished like the baseball field one. Yeah, and then well, I you did, got a ways to go, but there's some stuff in Ghosts that's fucking rad. Um, and Advanced Warfare. I, you know, you put Kevin Spacey in a video game. It's a pretty good motivation. Like that motherfucker is going to turn. He's going to be mm-hmm. evil, and then I'm going to have to murder him and his entire family. And that's what you end up doing, yep. basically. Um, Spoilers. Yeah. Well, not really, but yeah. Um, this one, this, the star of this one is Christopher Maloney. Okay. From I like him. Law and Order SVU. Yeah. And yeah. Wet Hot American Summer. And Oz. He looks weird. Well, of course he's, he's digitized. He's all because you know what he looks like normally. <laughs> yeah. So just like we, Kevin Spacey looked weird, mm-hmm. and then you realize that's actually what Kevin Spacey looks like in yeah. all those other commercials he's in. So. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he looks like he's CG. It's weird. Yeah. Does he leave scenes and say he's gonna like go fuck a towel? Or no, something? no, nothing like that. Unfortunately, uh, that's too bad. Starbucks in it. Did you say you were going to go fuck it down? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would ask if you think people should wait until they can get it cheap, but Call of Duty games don't go on sale. No, they do not. It clo- the Last year, Advanced Warfare, even Ghosts, if you try to buy Ghosts digitally on either console, 60 bucks. Yep. Oh, yeah. Still. Yeah. Advanced Warfare is still 60 bucks, 50 if you're lucky somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, but wait on this one or, I mean, like, well, here's the thing. So I played a little multiplayer while the campaign was installing. Multiplayer seems fine. I got my ass handed, has, my ass handed to me right away, which means that people are still really good at Call of Duty. Was well, this still you, like wall jumping robot shit, or is it kind of? It, do you use the mental powers in multiplayer? Yeah, there's some of that. There's like mm. double jump jetpack boots and stuff. Oh, no, no, yeah. No, so there's that. that. But there's some. They've packed this game with a bunch of stuff. So there's like the zombie mode that has like Jeff Goldblum and a bunch of weird ass people in it. Yeah, that seems. And I played a little bit of that, but I realized it wasn't doing for me what I wanted it to, which is basically like cutscene, and then now it's zombies go, and it's like, well, I don't understand anything that's happening here. Um, It's a weird mode. I wish I had it because I would play zombies with you, because I've played enough of zombies to understand how that game operates. I've never understood. It is very confusing as far as like, you know, you got to build up all your, all your, uh, you know, your embattlements to keep the zombies out, but you also have to be earning enough credits to buy new weaponry, but right. you also have to be saving up to get the really good stuff later. And, yeah. And it yeah. just like, it, it, it doesn't feel like you jump from campaign to zombies and it's, it's the same thing, just different. No, not um, at all. Yeah. So not at all. That takes, that takes doing. Um, but like, there's a weird top down dual stick shooter built into the, that was in, I think that was in, God, which one was that in? I don't I've know. played that before. This is billed as like the two of that. So whatever that was, yeah. it's like a big robot gorilla has thrown the world into chaos. I think they and... put it in Black Ops 2. Okay. I think it was in Black Ops 2. Well, whatever that chaos is, it's back in this. And when I found that, I was like, what the hell is this? And then played that for a while. Um, yeah, because it was one of the computers. You had to type something into it. Okay. This is in to like... To activate that game. You have like a safe house at the beginning of every mission where you can do your loadouts mm-hmm. and everything. You can walk around and do stuff. And it's on one of the computers in there. Yeah, it was in Black Ops 1. That's right. Because there was the part... Like the menu screen wasn't it? you were tied to a chair or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you panned over, there was a computer. Oh, okay. And you could... And that's how you booted that game up. That's okay. what it was. And there's actually a weird new game plus that you finish the campaign and then it replaces the campaign with zombies. And you play through the campaign again, all the same locations and everything, but the enemies are not robots, they're zombies. Okay. It's weird. But Do they a, change the lighting and stuff, or is it strictly, strictly <clears throat> like, hey, now they're zombies? They, they make just enough changes to feel like they didn't just swap out enemies for other yeah. enemies. Okay. So, but th- the package itself, there's a lot of game in it. 
-hmm. Like, even if you only do one or two things, it's still a lot of game. So I can recommend it for that. But if you were like me and just really play it for the campaign and hope for some good murder bonering, (laughs) there's not a lot of that. Bummer. Yeah. So uh, speaking of colossal disappointments. (laughs) Uh Oh, oh. Uh, as the podcast's resident uh, Need for Speed fan. Yeah, Need for Speed. Need for Speed is out. The rebooted Need for Speed. Straight up Need for Speed. Need for Speed. Uh, Need for Speed, FMV. FMV is back. Kind of sucks. I saw some of it. Yeah. it's People are taking the acting a little too seriously for it to be good. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's like one level above dinner theater it's not like oh i feel bad for these people but it's also not like oh they're terrible i'm gonna laugh at this Mm -hmm. it's competent there's no hubris to it no and they're all just shit birds like there is no reason for anything in need for speed to be happening especially because you're just this faceless first person view Mm -hmm. not speaking person that this crew has just let into their most secret plans just because you're fist bumping everybody whenever you can uh i hope you're the chosen one you kind of (laughs) are do you have the strongest need for speed you do yeah you are the one who can master all of the different everyone else just has a slight want for speed and and you're the only one with a need a mild desire for speed but they Mm -hmm. they could (laughs) they could live like it's on their amazon wish list but this is more like i i can't wake up in the morning without speed you have to put speed in your veins to to get Mm. going well some people do yes that's Um, true um how's the driving like once you get into the game okay fmv yeah that's all bad in a in a not fun way yeah uh, the driving for the most part is okay. It's the arcadey stuff that I really like, which most of it is really drift heavy. And so it's kind of super fun. Yeah. Uh, problem is, is that the Xbox one version, which is what I played both in the EA access preview and actually retail when I bought mm-hmm. the game has this weird hitching thing going on because this is an online game. It's online all the time for no good reason whatsoever. There is really no reason for this game to be online all the time, but it is. And there's this weird hitching like the game is streaming and your connection is kind of good, but not great. Mm -hmm. So you go into a drift and if you're an event that is reliant on getting a good drift score, all of a sudden the game will just it's not like frames dropping. It's like actual like Like streaming stuttering. Yeah, like lag. And the game will just slow to a crawl and what you're trying to do is totally fucked and you end up just totally blowing what it is you're trying to do that sounds terrible i i (sighs) when i saw harlow play we tried to get into an event yeah i um i booted (laughs) it up because i was like i should experience this before we podcast tonight and Uh it's already downloaded so yeah i fired it up and i got my first fmv Uh uh-huh and I was laughing at the spiky-haired kid and oh, all that God. stuff. Fuck and then it was like, hey, go right over here um, and go to the exclamation point. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and it said, all right, loading up this uh, exclamation point mission and uh, drop me to the dashboard because I lost connection to the server. <laughs> yep. And then I quit the game and said, well, I don't really have a need for speed. Yeah. And I would, so I would give it like two stars, <laughs> and um, I would minus those two stars for an extreme lack of poots. Oh yeah, there's no poots. There's no, poots. no, poots. Yeah. There's no poots in Need for Speed. Yeah, therefore minus two stars. Like have you they... get zero stars. Need for Speed, the game, not oh. based on the movie. Yeah, may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yeah, have they said why that is? I don't know because I then 
I, I got to a point in the game where I couldn't progress without being perfect at racing. Mm. And I said, no, thank you. And put that game on eBay and, and waved goodbye to it. So any updates they have said about the quality of that game, I've paid no attention to. Okay. So the reason I played it on Xbox One was because I knew that in seven months I'll get it for free through EA Access. So yeah. I was like, your progress will be there. Yeah. My hey. game save is there. I'll come back to it in seven months. Maybe yep. I will be a better racer. I did read today that there's some patch coming out that helps the AI rubber banding. That's the problem in all these games. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was my problem and that the it got so aggressive in the late races that I just couldn't win. Yeah. Maybe I'll just be better at game by then. I don't know. But it's a bummer. I know that would be my loan. Well, not my loan, but one of my biggest complaints about Forza Horizon 2 was that game took forever to load mm-hmm. because it was trying to put you in a lobby with other cars. Yeah. And then eventually, and then eventually once it did, I was just like, no, B, cancel, yeah, go single player. Yes. Like, this sounds like that, except I can't hit B to cancel and go to single player. There's supposedly some setting somewhere that allows you to play alone, but you have to get into the server first before you can set that. And like on day one, <sighs> day one, you load up the game and it's like, can't find server. And you can literally do nothing. You can't get out of the menu. Mm. That's it's, bad. It's dumb. It's bad. And I, w- I can understand it if it had like some burnout tie to it to where like people are in your world doing cool stuff, but they're just on the other side of the world doing whatever race they need to do. They're not helping you. You're not tagging. You're, you're not teaming up to yeah, do stuff. Yeah, it's not stuff. like Burnout Paradise where like you could all be there, but it's like, hey, let's all go to the boardwalk and yeah. jump eight cars. Yeah. You know, no, there was no way to do any of that. There's none of that. There's, yeah. there's not even a hint of here's a place you can all get together and do crazy shit. None of that. Mm. So I just don't get it. Bummer. It's a shame. I love Need for Speed. Give me back my hot pursuit. No poots. Mm. No. Will not buy. Zero poots. Pootless. <laughs> oh, God. It's still me. Uh, so, yeah. okay. You bought all the games, Chuck. I did. Yeah. I, I went a little game crazy. But luckily, I just kept selling one off to you're, buy the next mm, one. You are just a little bit gamey. Yeah, I am. Just don't eat me. Uh, <laughs> so... I was the one who took the plunge on Guitar Hero Live, which is the the weird, crazy, what the fuck are they doing reboot of Guitar yeah. Hero. Doesn't work with any of the shit you used to have. The guitar yeah. is different. New the controller. Whole, whole game is different. Everything's different. I really like it. Yeah. Good. I For a thing that is not my primary music game, I, you know, I would always look at Guitar Hero and go, this is... This is like not a, this is like a B tier rock band to me. Mm-hmm. It's just not as good. The charting sucks. The the instruments just not as good. The songs I, weren't as good. The characters look stupid, and it's all yeah. metal. Who fucking cares? This is all first person music festival. You're on stage, and mm-hmm. people are doing weird More shit. More FMV. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. It's it's entertaining. It's a good use of FMV. Yes. It's for people who were having questions about how these games used to be used to be presented to where like if you were supposed to be this guitar person or music person in a band, why are you looking at the band mm-hmm. instead of why are you not looking at the crap? What's the power fantasy there? If I'm just staring at the band, uh, this addresses that and puts you just in this giant music festival where everyone is just either loving you or <laughs> or people brought a sign that said you suck. <laughs> yes. To a concert. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. I love how the the crowd will literally turn on you. And as the crowd is booing you, you start looking to all the other people in the band and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're ruining this for all of us. <laughs> Quit sucking. Yeah. So 
the campaign is short. It's not that. It's about 45 songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoy That's pl- still enough songs, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's, you know, it's an afternoon. You, you can. So is it presented like the old school, like here's five songs, beat this tier, and then you move to the next tier? Or Basically, it- what it is, it's present. There's two different locations for this music festival. Mm-hmm. And each set is a different band. Okay. So they've got all these different quote unquote bands who are out and they've paired them. They've lumped the songs that sound most like how these fake bands look. So okay. like they'll have three lady songs, you know, mm-hmm. by an all girl band, stuff like that. And here's the band that looks like fallout boy. So here's that garbage, yeah. you know? Um, so it, it's, it's smart it, for what they had to do for the idea they came up with and decided to run with. They did it in the best way possible. Okay. So that's enjoyable. Uh, but the meat of the game is the online part, which is basically just streaming music videos. Mm-hmm. And on paper, that sounds lazy and terrible. Like, who gives a shit? It's really surprisingly engaging. Yeah. Because sometimes you get a music video that's just goofy from like the 80s. But if you're playing like indie rock, so many indie rock song music videos are like weird computer graphics and, yeah. and crazy imagery that it's it fits a video game perfectly. And it's really cool. And they've charted all these songs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So muscle memory, did it work for or against you? Or, well, I guess it would work against you, but <sighs> another it, thing, how was it learning how to play on this system? It, it appealed to me to come up with another way to play these games. I guess it would be like if I decided to start playing drums or something like that, because yeah. it's a different way to engage. Um, it felt natural after a while. Like not not a while. It mm-hmm. it started to feel natural pretty quickly to me, mm-hmm. to where I'm not thinking about it anymore and can bump up the difficulty level a little bit. Okay. Um. But it then and going back to Rock Band later, it didn't mess with my head. Okay. Oh, and that's the best. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's what I would worry about. Is yeah. like it would make you worse at both yeah. of them. No, I've gone back and forth and have not had an issue no. distinguishing between the two. I think the note charts that they came up with are distinctive enough to where it's like, oh, okay, that's up, down, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I, I think it's smart. I think for a basically a B tier music game, mm-hmm. they're not throwing a bunch of money behind it. I think what they've done is really smart. How much music is in the live version? They're in the the online streaming. There was about 200 songs in it at launch. Wow. They have beefed that up considerably. I want to say there's like up to 300 now. And the catch is, unless you've paid them money, you can't pick which songs you're playing. It's just like whatever's. So like when you join, is it mid song? Sometimes. Yeah. The channel is is like, it's a 30 minute block of music and Mm -hmm. it's themed. So it's like grunge hits, you know, and it's just 30 minutes of grunge songs. Okay. So you can join in the middle of a song. Uh, it's basically just a streaming music channel. I mean, they've made like bumpers and, you know, like channel logos and all this stuff. So they, they've put thought into it and mm-hmm. it's appreciated. Um, but you don't ever have to put money into it. There's a money system to yeah. where you have to buy a certain like hero you buy, like, cash. like a 24 hour pass. They it? have that where you pay like seven bucks and you have access to everything. Okay. But you get like these tokens for doing things in the game, like just playing a certain amount of time or getting a certain rating and stuff like that. And you just accumulate these things. So if you want to go into the library and play a song, you've probably got a token that lets you do that. Yeah. So I, I th- there is some microtransaction bullshit in there, but I, they also give you enough credit along the way that you may not ever have to see it. And to be honest, just getting in there and not knowing what's coming is kind of cool. If you if you're in a genre that you like 
you're you're pretty much okay. It's not like all of a sudden you're just going to get hit with metal. And when you can see like top of the hour, they change their their bumper to where it's like, okay, here comes the metal show. Nope, switch over to the other channel. Yep. Whatever's on there is better. So, why do you hate the metal, Chuck? I just don't like the metal. It's not fun to listen to. Well, I didn't like any of the songs in the game. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the other question. That was is- the thing that pissed me off. Is like I I I was all about you brought this over, so I, I'm talking firsthand experience with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I made it through the co- first concert and I was like I saw the list of songs that I had to choose because like it would tell you where the next you know set was and like what mm-hmm. I, I could look at basically the entire song list and I was like I I don't want to play any of those and shut the game off. Is that the problem? Because to me the song list like just looking at it, I know there are songs like if I had played them I'd be like oh man that's actually really good. There were like three songs total I wanted to play that are on disc. On paper, it's a terrible set list. And I understand your point, Harlow, that you just don't want to play those songs. But to me, when I was playing through it, it felt it fit the theme they went for of this modern day music festival. Mm -hmm. These bands aren't just going to be playing the who and be convincing at doing it. But they're going to be playing these indie bands and these other, you know, these kind of like mildly popular bands that have this look and that that made the believable believability factor bigger for me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I could buy yeah. that this band on stage was performing this song. I, I didn't even look at his indie songs. It was all to me. It, it felt like MTV's, you know, grandpa programming where it was like, this is what y'all kids like, right? Hmm. <laughs> That's that's what kind I felt. Of. I mean, I mean, the first set was all fucking uh, Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance, and yeah. you know, I'm I'm a surf, you know, I'm a skater guy who cuts himself occasionally. Yeah. You know, I was like, fuck all of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe I'm just, I'm, I, maybe I'm just a funny guy when it comes to music. There, I just, there I is that it that all. way. There yeah. is that, but it's you know, I, I I kept thinking about it the way the Forza Horizon music radio stuff where it's like none of this music is necessarily something I would listen to when I'm in a car or just listening to my iPod or something, but it fits this locale. It fits fits, this situation you're in. Well, Mm -hmm. it fits the locale, but none of it seemed like locales I wanted to be in. Whereas like Forza was like, yeah, give me some, you know, some EDM music. I'm I'm all, I'm all for that. I want to fucking drive, you know, (laughs) I get that. You know, I get that. Maybe I'm not turning that channel on my radio all the time, but yeah, in that situation, that was music that was theme appropriate. And there was variety to it. I mean, sure. This was pretty much. No, you have to play the song there. I know you're not getting past this without, you know, you're not going to finish the game without getting past this song at least once. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just opened I it up and I was that. like, I was like, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I don't care what else they have to show me in video. It's not worth suffering these songs. I, I didn't like the charting really at all. Like, I mean, I, the controller is okay. I like that style mm-hmm. controller. I'm, I'm glad that they took everyone's really stupid pinky out of the equation because that was the thing that would <laughs> fuck everybody up. Yeah. Um. So just having the three buttons and top and bottom, just I was like, yeah, okay, great. I know it kept messing me up because like the the spacing on the screen playing single player was just far enough when I was like I kept thinking the one in the middle occasionally was like oh that looks like that's way over there and it's like no nah, it's just one yeah. one little tiny button yeah mm. it do, it does take some some practice yeah. I fully admit that you will not just pick it up and go yeah all right well it's just like I said the the way it was spaced out on the screen I was like that it seemed at times it was way further over and it's really yes. just one hump yes that is true yeah. well, right. I like it. And it's going to be on sale everybody everywhere for Black Friday. So Woo-hoo! get it. Mm. Mm. Other people. Okay. All right. <laughs> if you like guitar, yes. get fiddle. Right. 
get you one. How about we talk about one more thing and then wrap this half up and take a break? Yeah, it's been a long half, but man, it's all new hits. It is all new hits. Um, we probably don't have a ton to say about this one, but I thought I'd bring it up because uh, we all sort of experience it. And I think mm-hmm. we probably all own it, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. Um, Jackbox Party Pack 2 just kind of dropped. It's like, bam, fuckers, here's another yeah. Jackbox Party Pack. Yeah. I think it was like at PAX where they were like, hey, we got this. And they were like, bam, here it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I looked. I was like, wait, what is this? Yeah. Like, I, I happened to see it in the store. They're like 10% oh, right, off yeah. right now. And I was yeah. like, uh, hey, guys, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they put out Party Pack 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't include You Don't Know Jack, so they took out their biggest property. Um, mm-hmm. But it has um, it has Fibbage 2. Yeah. It's got Quiplash XL, which I guess is the clues from the original one, plus a whole shitload more. Yeah, it's the, it's the original game that was its own standalone thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got the, uh, the DLC. Kickstarter DLC. Yeah which you can get for the original, but then it's got more packs that are in this one, which is thus the XL. Right. So there are more, even more questions. Yeah. Um, plus there's uh, the bomb core, which bomb is kind of like, one we played. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's a, it's more like, it's kind of like space team sort of, I mean, it's a cooperative yell out things, but you have to, you know, take your turn, you know, take your time and, and call it out. And, you know, cause one step of a, of a process might invalidate mm-hmm. another. Or it'll be like yeah. step two is cut all the black wires, and then well, step three would be that like was the only do one... not cut black wires, no matter what other steps say. <laughs> that was the only one you could play single player, too. right? Yeah, but yeah, but it was like yeah, he'd have step one that would be yeah, cut all the black wires. Mine would be step two would be treat all yellow wires like black wires. Yeah, and step three might be don't cut black wires no matter what, and so your solution might ends up being like cut one wire because it's mm-hmm. the only one that's left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's also uh, earwax, earwax, which yeah. is like a sound game we didn't play that one because we didn't have enough people right. idiots which is the absurd art auction game where you draw right there on your phone or tablet outbid your opponents for weird art pieces drawn by players themselves and win this strangely competitive auction game yeah. don't be a idiot <sighs> <sighs> yeah uh <laughs> we don't have time to play that but i mean we didn't end up doing a lot of the drawing ones in the original party pack nah i mean it's got to be better than that one that was like the like, mad libs bullshit yeah that thing was just terrible like Drawful, drawful, yeah. Is that what it was? Well, no, no, no well, drawful well, was, was the, the like yeah, the picture one. I was, I was thinking about the one that was just like string the words together, and you yeah. look at the streams, and it was just like oh, yeah. the worst things in a row, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, ha ha ha, that's hilarious. Yeah. We've yeah. said all of the offensive words in one row, ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was like the warm up. <laughs> we're waiting for people to show up, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I liked Bomb Corp, but. I like the presentation of it as well, where it is very much, it was, it's like less than eight bit. It's almost like trying to look like Atari 2600, but with, but with uh, more colors. Oh, kind of. Well, and you know, more squared off. I mean, it's like somewhere between 2600 and eight bit, but I mean, again, it, it looks like if you took the graphics but, of space team and blew them off on the TV, like those yeah. little blocky people, they give you, if they made mm-hmm. them big enough for a 60 inch TV, but the way they talk to you, like you work at a corporation and, but they're just like, yeah, there's a bomb. Yeah. We, no, have, they, we left. One three, of them is, we left three bombs on your desk while you were out at lunch. So yeah. uh, just defuse those in a, in a, yeah, in a row. One is like, do the handle this filing for us. Put everyone in alphabetical order. Oh yeah, and if you do it wrong, the filing cabinet explodes. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just like that. Very much like <laughs> we like. You know, it's that presentation we like where it's. We know this is stupid, right? But we don't care. Well, like, la- like lady comes up and goes, I have plants tonight. Please don't blow us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they and they have a little commentary afterwards. It's. That, that's worth playing and obviously quiplash is 100 percent worth playing especially if you don't already have it yeah like if you don't already have quiplash get this pack 
Yeah. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, because Fibbage is... Was there much that really felt different about it aside from presentation? Because I didn't think so. Nah. I'm sure it's, it's just it's more weird. More fibbage. Yeah, more so it's weird It's slightly questions. more personalizable because like, you can pick your sounds when you ring in. I guess those are kind of random. I don't know mm-hmm. if the same ones are going to come up every time. but The presentation looked better. Yeah. They put some work into the presentation. Yeah. Their and, fonts and are, their typefaces are really nice. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure if they've already, you know, if you've played a lot of fibbage, you're probably at the point where you're like, all right, we already know that one. We've yeah. already seen that question before. Yeah. We know the answer. You know, because that, that's the problem with fibbage is if you know the answer, you're going to do well. Yep. You know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Jackbox Party Pack 2. Yeah. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. If you <laughs> My don't God, have... <laughs> we got a family. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have Quiplash, get it. If you already have Quiplash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like 25 it. bucks. So that's. It's like on that cusp of like. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it would it would have been a complete no brainer if I hadn't already bought Quiplash, but I still bought it. Yeah, yeah I, I and I probably will. Like as soon as I see it on a sale, that's probably when I'll get it. But it works the same as all that. Log in on your on your phone and play to your heart's content. Yep, magic, magic phone multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So is it break time? I think so. Cool. Welcome back, second half. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. <laughs> it's, it's fucking sweet is what yeah. it is. Okay. It's it is fucking fu- sweet. It is fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking sweet half is what this could be. Yeah. You know what I'm going to talk about? Like a fucking sweet ass controller. What kind of sweet ass <laughs> controller might that be? I'm going to talk about the fucking sweet ass Steam controller. Oh, oh yeah. Oh cool. I got me one of them. I heard yeah. that dope ass sweet thing came out. Yeah. If you're watching the live stream, I, I, I have a Steam controller. Um, if you've probably seen this funky little contraption that Steam has uh, built, um, <laughs> Steam half built. It's well, Valve half built, I suppose. Yeah, sure, um, yeah. It's a little hard to explain because there's dual almost touch pads on it. Um, it's interesting. Like it's not there. There's still a, a standard analog uh, uh, L stick, left stick. Um, your standard A B X Y buttons, Xbox style um, dual trigger type top things. It does have some paddles, like where mm-hmm. your fingers would go on the Xbox controller, which gives you an extra set of buttons. Um, Super highly customizable kind of thing. Like it's 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 weird. Like if it's a Steam game, there's a setting like when you go to launch it and it detects you have a Steam controller. It's like, hey, I see you're playing that. Do you want like the the thing that the if the company played along and made their own what they suggest mm-hmm. the profile is and just go with that. There's because it's the Steam community. There's a billion people for a lot of games that have made their own settings and they can upload them and share them and whatever and get voted on. Uh-huh. Um, but the strangest thing is like the. The right pad, which I guess would be like your look in most things, is the one that's supposed to really most mimic a mouse. Mm-hmm. So it's got this weird kind of haptic feedback as you're dragging your finger across. Um, it's just kind of like this mild rumbling as you roll your finger across. Almost feels like a... I mean, it's strange. It almost feels like you're rolling like the mouse ball, but it would just like vibrate ever so slightly going between the rollers, yeah. which we haven't, you know, 
that's a strange sensation to try to mimic because it's a like, pretty cool feeling. Though. It's a cool feeling, but it's a strange sensation to mimic because we've had optical mice for so long now. There's a whole generation of gamers probably mm-hmm. never even had a, yeah. a physical ball mouse. Um, so I don't know if I like it yet. I mean, I, I don't hate it. Like, you know, I'm not that instant like hate thing. Like a lot of people are like, this is different. Boo. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is like this can this can mimic the mouse and keyboard a lot better mm-hmm. uh, for games that don't necessarily support a controller otherwise. Because I was sitting there playing Civ Five with this control, just doing my you know my camera pans with the analog stick, and then moving the mouse around for on the right pad, and it's and it's as precise as you want it to be. You can mm-hmm. turn the sensitivity up. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it takes some like reprogramming of your brain to really make work right, and it doesn't have great support for um, third party games because they won't show up with a browse option unless it's a Steam game. So you, you can't can, play StarCraft with it. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, you can map it, and you know, you can you can tell it. I want a generic mouse and keyboard profile for all games. I don't understand what they are, but yeah, I tried to put World of Warcraft in there. I was like, this might be the way I will actually sit there and play this game a little more religiously if I mm-hmm. don't have to pick up the mouse and keyboard and throw on the headset. You know, I can sit here in the couch and you know piddle away at killing enemies, but I've got to sit there and like do all the mapping and everything myself because there's more than enough buttons to hit most of your Warcraft abilities if you will so yeah it's it's cool it's it's better designed than i thought it would be yeah Um, it's got a nice weight to it yeah i like that the paddles you don't feel like you're going to inadvertently click them yeah like you have to really i mean it's not like it's they're they feel like the right balance of i don't have to try hard to push these but i'm not going to accidentally hit them while i'm gripping the controller either yeah not quite that like back of the vita touchpad where oh shit Uh, i just touched that and now i'm fucked Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't crazy about the triggers or the bumpers. Yeah, but yeah, they're a little clicky. Um, The triggers kind of have like that weird, like like almost almost feels like a double tap. Like it feels like you've got analog until a point, then also there's like a hard click, yeah, which is kind of strange in in triggers these days. I liked that. That was the thing I liked most about the GameCube controller was that was that extra final that final click. Like oh yeah, Yeah. I've hit I've hit the bottom. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like I said, I haven't. I haven't gamed enough on it to fully form an opinion, but it's here, and I don't need the Steam machine, so I just got that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a need for a link because I've got my PC hooked up to the main TV anyway. So this is the kind of thing I've already been trying to do—the big picture, bringing the games to the couch thing. That yeah. they're slowly like, "Hey, you should do this." You know, I've already been doing that with a 360 controller and a little wireless receiver. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm <laughs> saying this is not a new concept. They're just—they're trying to make it easier for everybody else. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Since we're talking about controllers, all right. Uh, I got to mess around with one of the Xbox Elite controllers, the hundred fifty dollar one. Oh yeah, yeah. How's that, that? It's got some nice heft to it. Like the texture on it's really nice. Uh, I like it, the removable, like the sticks being longer or shorter or whatever you need is pretty nice, and they're just magnetic, so they just pop right off. And the paddles that you can put for the fingers are pretty fun too. Um, you can all like also the I think the thing I like the most actually was the triggers. There's a switch that makes them only go like a third of the way down to get a full click, which apparently works really well for like pinball arcade and pinball effects. So oh, I bet that that's got to be nice. Um, See, everyone always thought I was the crazy person for wanting to play. I, I would immediately go to the bumper control. Yeah, yeah I, I just hated the bumpers. Yeah. You know, it took playing 
hours and hours of Dark Souls for me to learn to like bumpers. <laughs> I know. And using I just, them. But, I, I but mean, yeah, that, no, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. Because, I was always, like, that always a certain felt a weird thing because, I mean, why, you know, when I'm hitting actual pinball flipper buttons, it's yeah. on or off. You and, know, there's no analog. And like, especially with pinball FX, the timing of the, of where that triggers on the Xbox One is different from where it was on the 360. Hmm. So I'd almost, I'd probably rather play it on one of those. But I mean, the problem with that controller, everything is nice about it. It's not $150 nice. That's a lot of money yeah. for a controller that, I mean, yes, I, I, it would be cool to have four extra paddles on the back, but you'd also have to train your brain to use them. Hmm. And so it actually has extra buttons you can add to it? Yes. They, they're magnetic, but they're, they're actually paddles that go on the underside See, I thought they just triggered like the top buttons or something. No, it was some you can customize control. all okay. of them. So, you know, and, and that's part of the new Xbox experience has, you know, I mean, you can remap your regular controller now if you really want to, if right. you wanted to make it, you know, which is awesome for people <clears throat> that have disabilities of some kind that need, you know, because so many games like, like, just like, I mean, I was annoyed because I couldn't configure Halo properly. They gave me 10 different schemes and I didn't like any of them. But the you know if I really wanted to I could remap the A button to one of the triggers or you know vice versa or any number of weird things that you wanted to yeah. do at least you can do that now and this just gives you more options because suddenly you have four extra buttons on there yeah but and I'm, I mean so you I'm can saying they, they actually do act as four brand new never yes. on the controller before okay that's yes. what I was trying to understand yep I thought they just you could put them in a new place where they never were before but they've still mimicked. Nope. button press of another no there are, there are new buttons and you huh. can you don't have to put all of them in sure okay. you know they're just little magnetic things so if you only wanted to put one on your left you know your left middle finger right you could okay like i i just want my reload button down there all the time just click you know yeah 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 that's a minus i'd probably put one of the jumps like for halo i'd put the jump down there and the melee on the other so i could still be aiming at the same time sure and if i wanted to shoot i could still shoot you know it's it's yeah. nice to have options like that, but I just, I wish they, if they had come in at a hundred bucks with that thing, I probably would have bit on it, especially after seeing it. But I just, I can't, I can't go for 150 bucks, but apparently everyone else can because it's continually sold out. Yeah. Yeah. I, they did their research. They knew that uh, they would do a limited run and enough of the hardcore would buy it and talk about it yeah, and, and then like, drop it. My understanding is the restock sold out immediately too. Yeah. So they're not going to mass produce it. It's it's not for everybody. So well, just I mean, it, I know it probably doesn't affect competitive gaming, but it, it feels unfair that there is a thing that has actual extra control buttons. Because I'm thinking about the games. I don't know if it means you can fix it because it's probably built into the game. But all of these one button t- does too many fucking things in one game. Mm-hmm. Like Mad Max, like same button picks up a gas can as light it slash throw it slash, <laughs> slash yeah. shoot it, shoot it. You know, <laughs> like I mean, I don't know if you can break it down that much where it can, I can split commands to these new buttons. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think it does. It's unless pe- unless it's been patched in for other ones. Sure. I think all you can do is duplicate commands on those. I don't think that you can. Yeah, know. but I, I know I know with Halo you could you could map whatever you wanted to whatever you wanted okay. and it would come through but. Yeah, like i said that that's a little unfair you know being that it's only on this one controller it's just i don't care if they come out with a new standard one that has little non-changeable buttons on the back but mm-hmm. having extra buttons seems a little unfair yeah well my understanding is out of that point yeah but you can't put macros on things it's not like you could have one right. that does you know a fireball for for street fighter or whatever but you know it's yeah. it's still i mean it's 
I know. It's cool. I would like to get one, but I'm not going to spend that kind of money on it. I, I might consider it if I get the adapter for that for the PC as well and could use it for both. Then, yeah, suddenly that, then that I mean, becomes a very good I, option. If I had that wireless adapter in it and it works 100% on the PC, that is like almost a that seems infinitely more tempt, tempting to me than like the this steam controller could possibly be. Yeah. I think cuz like I said then you're talking about okay, well, I have enough I have enough buttons to play some PC games now. Yeah, and you found that $3 app in Steam that lets you use any Xbox controller basically yeah. as a a controller Keyword wizard or something thing. like that, or controller yeah. helper or something mm-hmm. like that. I just looked up controller in Steam, and it's like a three dollar thing that gives you an on screen keyboard with an Xbox yeah, controller. that doesn't have to have Steam running either. Right. So, yeah, that that I need to look more into that one. Yep, I haven't purchased it yet, but yeah, I think I'm going mm-hmm. to. Supposedly, it has a support now. If you have a 360 chat pad, it has beta support that Ooh. it'll just use that for a keyboard. Hopefully, it's more reliable than the chat pad was because. <laughs> I was still amazed at that thing like that you could type and sometimes just like, nah, you didn't press that. That happened to me all the time on that chat pad. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But still better than no keyboard. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yes. Still or, was or better, using a virtual keyboard. Yeah, I was keyboard. just saying virtual keyboarding with the joysticks was terrible. Yep. But anyway, yeah, that's controllers. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> controller a, just, it's a controller strange, corner. Strange way to start off a second half. Yeah, yeah controller what, corner. It's the newest stuff. It is pretty new. Yeah. Uh, continuing new, WWE 2K16. Talked about it earlier. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about it for reals. It's out. It's slightly better than 2K15. <laughs> uh-huh. How's that? Uh that's pretty good. Moving on. Uh um. <laughs> I I just there's there's a couple things to say about it. Uh I I think it's weird in these games how they have started to soften the violence. There's it, it, it if you want to sell your product, and by product I mean WWE wants to sell their programming as like a real thing, like this has a the the career mode in this is like Steve Austin, the history of Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, just straight up, basically like, from the time he became Stone Cold Steve Austin and all his feuds and stuff like that. It's mm. just recreating a bunch of that. Okay, there's one part where either you hit someone with a chair or someone hits you with a chair, and it is the gentlest looking thing I've ever seen. Like how they cannot animate one person beating the hell out of someone else with a with a digital chair. It just looks like considering they've been making these for how many years? A long time. It just like tap. You know, it's like it's faker than a fake chair shot in real wrestling. It's like what? That's mm-hmm. the thing that you sell it with. Yeah. You know, to really build it up in people's minds that when you get hit with a chair, it's going to really hit you. It's weird, like punches and kicks and everything in this game feel weird. Like they don't connect with weight, and that's really strange. That's as much really... as they want this game to feel like a real fighting game, which is equally strange because it's not a real fight. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it It's weird how they double down on that and then take all the impact out of things. It's it's really strange. Um, it's weird to hear you say that because the only thing I've seen is that one video. That oh, I sent the, you the Brock of Brock Lesnar picking up the stairs, <laughs> dropping the stairs, and then being declared the winner as the stairs fall on his head. That then, that had impact. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, looked like it rocked Brock Lesnar. That he didn't float brain. up into the air because that's what no, usually happens. It drove him into the mat. Like, yeah, oh, okay. under the and ring. Then, <laughs> it cut to a wide shot. Like, oh, the ref. The, yeah, because the other like, one was like the the shot where like it's at his <laughs> chest. You know, it's the top half of him going. Oh, I'm Brock Lesnar. <laughs> And but then the stairs just wipe him out of the frame, and then they cut to the wide shot of him just laying on the ground with the stairs next to him. Yeah, 
the one I've seen was I, I think what happened is um, someone timed it so that they got counted out. And just before the count out happened, they were throwing the stairs into the ring at the guy. So he just won and he's like, victory. And then <laughs> stairs hit him and he, he flops to the to the to the ring and, and wiggles for a few seconds and then just starts like like the jackdaw jaw just uh, <laughs> rising up out of the ring into into space. God, I love when <laughs> physics just gets screwed like that. Yeah. So I think someone figured out that if you toss the, the ring stairs in just as like at a the nine match, count at a nine count. Yeah. It's pretty good. Just as they get hit, they get to clear the winner and Ugh, things will go that's wacky. That's really good. But yeah. I, but yeah, but that looked like it had impact. The other yeah, stuff did not. No, it doesn't. It's it's strange. I, I, I keep saying this every year. I don't think I'm going to buy next year's because I keep like last year's. I was like, all right, it's with 2K now. Make it NBA 2K with <laughs> wrestling. Give me that career mode. Give me that deep story thing that I want. I want to I want to work Twitter. I want to like go on there and like start feuds and and call people out on Twitter and do all this dumb shit. That's yeah. like a franchise mode should be. And every year it's like it's like someone in charge of their marketing is like, "Nah, we don't want all that. We we write our scripts. We're not letting your video game write scripts that might possibly be better than our shit shit." That's exactly what I think is happening. I think they're afraid that someone is going to write better material than what's in the actual product. Right. That's it feels that way because I, it just does. It 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 seems like they're gun shy about actually doing any kind of story. Right. But I will say the not the Stone Cold career stuff, but like your actual like open world career mode that you build a guy and start off as a rookie and do that at least has some more stuff to it than the last year's yes. one did, because like right away it starts pushing feuds on you that aren't just someone in management says now you're going to fight this guy. It's actually like when you start out. Tyler Breeze just starts fucking with you like you're wrestling and he just comes down and starts fucking with you, which is kind of how wrestling feuds happen. Just someone sure. decides I'm going to go fuck with that guy. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really good at building motivation because okay. you're like, leave me alone. And it, I'm if I get a match with you, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Stop messing with me. All right. Stop distracting me. Stop coming down to the ring and hitting me. I'm going to kill you. And then I started to realize that would make a great like just angle of just a guy with just some character trying to do his job and just someone else bothering him for no reason. And just the whole like, why are you bothering me? Mm -hmm. Just leave me alone. And that it's amazingly good motivation in this game to really make you hate the guy. It's like, leave nice. me the hell alone. So I do like that. Uh Man, like their reversal system is still they've doubled down on that and that mm -hmm. weird paper rock paper scissors yeah, chain I, wrestling I, I still garbage that one, yeah. I don't know it's like I, as soon as I get into those I'm just like just just do the move on me I don't give a fuck yeah like just like as long as it's not a submission one just yeah hit me one time and let me get the fuck up because yeah. I don't even want to play this stupid game yeah so it's like every time they do like one good thing they do three dumb things yeah. and it's I, I mean, the, the roster is huge this year. Yeah. Um, some of the wrestlers look really good yeah. and some look ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's, it's obvious. It's always obvious the ones that they bring in to actually motion capture right. for real. And then the ones that they can't get. Yeah. For whatever reason. And they motion captured some, Triple H, you know, death like 18 times. Like the, the, the reality of Triple H in this game is uncanny. And then, like, you look at someone else, and it's just like someone drew them with a crayon. It's well, like, uh, what's her face? The announcer lady, Renee Young? Oh, God, Young. yes. Yeah, Renee Young is like this, like, I don't know, just this horrifying Muppet of a, of a version of herself. But that's great. They added, like, these backstage choose-your-own-adventure interviews where you basically just, whatever answer you give defines your character, like, if you're mm -hmm. a coward or whatever. Yeah. But the interviews are so janky that it's hilarious because they will just stare at the camera 
waiting for the game to generate the next scene mm. and it's just it's so dumb and so bad i don't know there, there's some dumb dumb fun to be had in that yeah I, uh, like i said i just i figured this was going to be the time like okay first year was proof of concept that we can you know take your your well it's still you because it's, it's still evolved in mm-hmm. there right but like you know we're going to go over to 2k now basically because there is no thq it's basically a new publisher yeah. that's it's, all it that's changed. really all it is and like they're not they're not talking with the NBA, you know, career people at all. Nope. Like it, they're both 2K, but they are not the same product. Yep. I mean, it might as well be NBA Live to you know to NBA 2K. That's how different mm-hmm. they feel. Yeah. And it's a shame because you can really do some cool stuff with a wrestling game. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I mean, you you got to figure they probably have stacks and stacks of discarded storylines. They were just like, that's garbage. Get it out of here. Put it in a video game. Mm-hmm. It's content. Yeah. Someone in a wrestling ring didn't want to, you know, lay down for this other dude or whatever. Guess what? It's a video game. Who cares? All the ego shit can go right out the window. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I wish those games were better. They really should be, you know, or, or I wish there was someone else making a wrestling game. And, you know, I just I just I, I wish we still lived in that world where like everyone had the license to everything and just anyone would make a wrestling game or a sports game. Or make one of those ones where it's just like, ah, we're not going to put it in there. What we have a character creator that you yeah, can just download you just, everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah, yeah. Make a good wrestling engine. Make- like like the Fight Night games. They're like, yeah, we have some fighters, but <laughs> everyone else who's ever put on boxing gloves will be in the game. Uh-huh. And then a lot of people that never have, yeah. just because somebody mm-hmm. wants to make them. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Oh well. Get better. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of games, you wish were better. <laughs> oh, really? It's a little bit. Um. So I got the game. Another game that just came completely out of left field was uh, Rebel Galaxy on the PC. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, you watched some quick looks of this and you were like, sign me up. Yeah. I mean, I was everything about this seemed like, fuck, yeah, this is my game. Because, um, you know, I love the space. I love the space games, especially when like there's like combat is not the main thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like to fly around space. Uh, so what this is, is. <sighs> I, to me, it seemed like naval combat, but set in space. Yeah. Kind of like the that's Assassin's exactly Creed 4 naval combat, but in space. Yeah. They, some creators from like Torchlight slash Diablo, that mean they're the same thing. The same creators mm-hmm. work from one, went from one to the other, um, worked on this. And then, yeah, they basically just took naval combat because it's a, it's like con space simulator as, as Chuck and I were joking, because it's a 2D space sim. You just kind of turn left and right and fly from point A to point B, but you never go, uh, you know, you never break the Y axis or the Z axis. Mm-hmm. You just, mm-hmm. just go this way and drive and go. And like you, you basically come up alongside ships and broadside them. Um, like there, the atmosphere, no pun intended is really cool. Like everything about the space and the, and the ship styles and the, the, the graphics of it are, are all very awesome. I love, love, love the music. It's all this like bluesy, mm-hmm. all, you know, like gives you that like firefly feeling in space. Like everything is just like hitting the right notes. But then like that style of combat just gets old really fast. It's like why I, it was cool at first because it was so different in Assassin's Creed 4. And that's all there is in this. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, run up alongside them and broadside them or, you know, hang back and, you know, shoot some, you know, laser and missile things that aren't going to be as powerful. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it got real repetitive real fast. I mean, I do like, it has a story. It's a single player game, a straight single player. So there's characters and there's voice acting with the characters. So as far as the positive things, um, 
I, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a super long game, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah. It just felt like, I mean... So what was the stuff like outside of the ship combat like? Because all I've seen are sec- are sections of it where the people are fighting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not fun. Like, I mean, like mining can be fun. This just feels like you're shooting... It feels like you're, you're doing combat with something that's inanimate. I mean, you just like you're firing a mining laser, and then like, oh, it's it's it broke apart. Okay, I can pick the stuff up now, and that, that's kind of it. It's just like it feels like the exact same control. It doesn't have yeah. that like privateer thing where it's like, oh no, like I I've got to hunt out like the mm. the right asteroid and you know like land on it and do things. And but yeah, I, I guess what I'm asking though is like, well, do you see your characters walking around doing stuff inside the ship, or is no. it all pretty much like, here's your ship, this is you? Yeah, the ship's pretty much you. Okay. I mean, you land and like there's so there's a, voice acting, but it's there's straight up just voice acting and, and other characters. I mean, you mm-hmm. will see the other characters. Just so you're just kind of a nebulous person who's okay. first person. You know, like you 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 are coaxed into this area of the galaxy because you're coming to see. I think your aunt who's been up to some sh- shady shit. Uh oh. And um, you know, like she's gone missing. You can and never so, trust those shady ants. Yeah. <laughs> so like you you you've got to like track her down, and you're like you're finding uh, business partners you know, with her along the way. And they're like, Oh yeah, I know your aunt, but uh, if you want to know some information, you got to do something for me first kid. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. you. So I don't know. Some of, I mean, response, there's, there's a lot of things to like about this game. Like I really like the responses cause it, it does the mass effect style. Like people will randomly, you know, come in contact with you. Like you'll get distress signals or, um, the, space police will come after you because you have a uh, contraband on your ship and you can basically, you can basically like, you know, suck my lasers windbag and like <laughs> take off. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, you know, I mean, just, there's very interesting, like, you know, call and response things and in, in to some of these. So I, I don't know. It's just basically it needs more to break up the combat stuff a little bit. Yeah. Cause like it's, it, it's another game that it makes it sound like you can do all these things without combat, but they spend all their time building a combat system. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, the thing is, like, Elite Dangerous is going away from that. That's like, obviously, they flushed out the combat portion the the most at first because mm-hmm. that's probably what most people want to play. Yeah. And so, exploration felt a little empty, but they're very quickly remedying that. Like yep. that, they're adding in planetary landing and all that stuff long before No Man's Sky can hit there. Yeah. So, anyway, speaking of which, they have a date for that now, or so they say. What? There's a nebulous date for No Man's Sky. I believe yeah. they're saying. Yeah. I think July of next year. Yeah. Which is a lot sooner than a lot of people were thinking it was going to be. Sure. So, But it's also a month. It's not a date, which well, means they still don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, this is the first, like, here is a... Yeah, we actually... Like, yeah. yeah. We're committing to something. Yeah. Sure. Like, we're at least talking this next year, because it, people were like, okay, what? how many fucking more years is this going to be before it comes out? Yeah. So that's the way it was sounding, but now, you know, we're getting closer to it. Nah, Which, it's, if it's July, you know, it means they will show it at yet another E3. Probably. <laughs> Hooray. I'm just carrying over because talking space. I talking don't... space, man. Yeah, space talk. Space yeah. talk. Space corner. Yeah. There's plenty of room for all this space talk. Yeah. Speaking of things that are in Yeah, from that space, came from space. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I borrowed Harlow's copy of Transformers Devastation. That yeah. Platinum Games hit. <laughs> Big hit. Everyone's yeah, talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That mm-hmm. that feels like one budget-ass game. I don't know any other way to put it. It feels like a budget game. Like in a movie tie-in that you would have gotten in the PS2 era that was like, yeah, we didn't really like commit to too much money to these guys doing it. But it just it feels very much like the B-tier game we used to get. It could be a license extender. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's 
what it does, it's doing really well. It looks phenomenal. It sounds phenomenal. They they clearly enjoy the property, you know, because I, I think you talked about last time. They're like, hey, you know, laser brains, we're going to, you know. Auto jerks. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they just they, they talk like the lamest smack, but it's charming. Yeah, because it's accurate. Yeah. But I've. I've played what feels like a lot of that game, and I'm in chapter two, and I'm still in this Earth city going through the same corridors, punching the same barriers and the same enemies, and not doing much else of anything. Yeah. And, you know, basically trying to figure out puzzle sections of, of you know, all right, how do I get this thing to, how do I take down this guy because I have to figure out the specific way to do it. Do I have to transform and then do that move where I do the uppercut after changing out of being a truck? And I've collected a billion weapons and that don't seem to change much of anything, but it just, I, I know I, I, I don't mind the way it plays. I can say that the only time I have issues with the camera is when they force the sections on you where you have to turn into a car and then you have to hit like these booster sections and then but if you have to make turns the camera doesn't follow you fast enough and sometimes you can turn around and be coming straight at the camera and it has to swing around to figure it out that stuff's kind of a bummer but Mm -hmm. it just i can't get over the feeling it's just like i've been in this same environment for so long and i know i you know I've, i've read up on it that you eventually get to cybertron and do something different but like if it's just these this same city and then cybertron I don't know if I want to play through the rest of this game, even on easy where I've never died. And you're the biggest Transformers fan in the room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I was never a huge fan of the cartoon. I was more the comics than the actual toys, but still cartoon was fun. Okay. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. And maybe, maybe I need to unlock more later on, but the combat feels very one note. Like, it feels like you're doing two or three combos and then waiting until you can hit R1 to do your special thing at the end of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which works well if you're doing remote play on Vita, I'll tell you that. Well, that's good. At least until you have to aim your gun and then you have to use the back touchpad because you can't remap R2 and L2 to anything else. Which is a bummer, but... Yeah. But yeah, it's... It definitely feels like a game like... If you're going to get it, you should only spend like 20 bucks on it because it just doesn't feel like a full-fledged, like, real game. <laughs> you know, I, I I hate to put it that way, but it feels like a licensed cash-in, get-this-out-quick game. Yeah, just one where they actually happen to spend a lot of time and energy on the capturing the... Yeah, the, the, like the, they get the feel right. The feel right. Well, I mean, just saying, unlike the Godzilla game, which was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you barely tried on this. Yeah, I mean, the Godzilla game had some nostalgia stuff to it, but it wasn't, it just wasn't enough to whereas I think they had a budget for this and they were like, well, we could probably make a decent B-tier game and have some really cheap production value. It just feels like they stretched this one. Yeah, or they spent all their money on, let's get all the voice actors in here, mm-hmm. let's let's do that part right, let's yeah. play on the nostalgia. And get the engine looking awesome. Yeah, and then the the backgrounds will look like a Wii game. Eh. <laughs> no one's gonna care because we got Optimus Prime right now <laughs> and Grimlock. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Grimlock I'm, with a motherfucking just rifle, just yep. plowing down bad guys. 
Yeah, I, I just I wish there were more character because it and right now the only person I really care about using is Optimus Prime. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a reason to use the other ones. Yeah, I didn't feel that. Either. Especially Sideswipe, whose weapons suck. <laughs> like if you're trying to shoot like far away and you haven't switched out his default weapons, he's like, I've got a flamethrower that shoots five feet in front of me. I'm pretty sure they figured 95% of everyone's going to play as Optimus Prime, but they yeah. put those options in there for like the people who never had Optimus Prime as a kid. And they just had like one, they had like Sideswipe yeah. was their biggest mm-hmm. G1 Transformers figure that they had. Yeah. So, oh man, Bumblebee. The fact that it's a real Bumblebee and not that fucking movie bullshit. Yeah. yeah no gold bug. Fuck yeah. that guy. But no. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's doing what it needs to do. It just feels like it's a game that they figured out a little bit of it and then stretched the hell out of it. So I'll keep playing till I get to Cybertron and see if it gets any better, but. That's commitment. Yeah. Good for you. Well, and I need to get it back to Harlow. So. Hmm. Yeah, that too. Because I know he's like he's itching to play it. He's charge late fees. Totally. I mean, I'm just blowing through games left and right. Yeah. Like this next one. Yeah. Ooh. I <laughs> have put, I believe, the final nail into the coffin of my playing Metal Gear Solid Five. I I'm not gonna hundred percent that game. I'm well aware of that. I don't mm-hmm. care. I think I'm sitting at like sixty eight percent. But you've seen all of the story that you wanted to see. Absolutely, right? yes. I am done with all of the story bits I've of chapter two. Whatever bullshit secondary keep the game going for no goddamn reason part that whole thing was. Open world. I no. Oh. It, it, I I've said before and I'll say again. This game is aggressively Japanesey, and like that whole second half is just like. I was actually starting to kind of follow the Metal Gear Solid story, which is like the first time ever. I was like, okay, so you're saying this person is this person. It means this, and this is important because Mm -hmm. of this. And then chapter two happens, and it's like, fuck it. I don't know. Timeline doesn't mean anything. You're replaying missions with different parameters. Like, it's a harder version of a thing you've already done. And then when it's over, it'll be a slightly different cutscene that doesn't really make sense. And then you're going to have a brand new mission thrown in there that actually is taking place after the fake cutscene at the end of chapter one. It makes no fucking sense. It's just like any goodwill they had of, like, getting me back into actually understanding what the hell's going on in Metal Gear Universe is just obliterated by that chapter two section. No. And apparently people that love Metal Gear are not fans of how that game wraps itself up. I at all. Sure. I don't know which part. I don't know if they mean the like the last uh, you know original con- content you get in chapter two that that ending or if they mean the ending at the end of chapter one because that's the other thing like I feel like the end of the game is at, is at the end of chapter one and then there's just like weird stretched out epilogue is what chapter two is. Because like I said, chapter two is 75% uh, replay things you've already done with different parameters. And then you'll do that for a little while and all of a sudden be like, oh, no, now there's a new chapter here. Something happened. Um, come back to Mother Base and yeah. they'll, we'll tell you about something that went down and you'll play a new, brand new mission that was never in chapter one. It's just fucking weird. It's, I, I understand that you know they pulled the plug or whatever and just said, put it out as it is. We're done. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was going to come back around in another seven years to a, a, a real proper ending. Who knows? But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I burned 90 goddamn hours in that game, according to Steam. And I'm not sure I understand. I mean, I, I, I don't regret my time playing it. I just. Yeah, I was going to ask. It's, it's It does feel weird. It just kind of ends in that like a uh, huh way. <laughs> you know, just like, well, that would have been a lot better ending if it 
did it when I first was like, fuck yeah, I beat the game. And then it's, you know, then it says chapter two and it's like, fuck you. So hard. Like, <laughs> cause I, I, I mean, I didn't want to say I, I was, it was a spectacular ending, but I was like, that, that feels like an ending. And then that chapter two thing comes up on the logo on the screen and you're like, what? <laughs> chapter no. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And yeah, I, did I, I talked about last time about the, the, the quiet stuff, right? I think, like, cause I had the initial reaction and, like, literally the day later I had, like, I was just like, yeah, I don't understand what the fuss with the quiet character is. I think first time I talked about Metal Gear. And, like, literally the next day I was like, okay, fuck you people for what you've done with this character and how it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I hit that last time. You we, did, yeah. We, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't get any better for her anywhere along the line. I. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's she's arguably the most interesting character in the game, and all they do is just be creepy and or actually offensively uh, cruel and unusual punishment to her. It, it's it's just gross. But when it was all said and done, it's just gross. It's like yeah. you've got arguably the most noble character in the game, and you're uh, you just can't not be stupid pervs. Like every, everything about it just feels like you know a teenage boys like someone you know, gave a, a pen and a paper and said, write a game, teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been, that teenage boy has been making games for the better part of 30 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grow up, teenage boy. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad, I'm glad I done, I played it. I'm glad I done played it. I'm glad <laughs> I'm done playing it. I'm glad I played it. But like, when all of a sudden done, I, it's not suddenly like, I'm not counting down the days until there's a Metal Gear 6 or, mm-hmm. or I don't, really give a shit about online you, you'll yeah, be counting we'll for a while start the countdown clock and it's yeah never i don't i end. don't really i mean i don't have metal gear online because i'm playing on pc and mm-hmm. they were like i don't know fucking q1 of 2016 doesn't matter you guys oh just you know i didn't even realize it wasn't there no it's not there it's only on, on consoles yeah. so I, I but even when it comes up like i might fire it up just because be like all right what's this but i don't see myself like remotely getting into it did your base ever get invaded i never invaded anybody so no mine never did. Oh, okay yeah, I oh, good. did not even care about that aspect of it. Cool. It's the way to play. Yep. Hmm. I still don't know how you get like certain of your base levels up to... I, I guess you just have to keep buying more forward operating bases by invading people. Because there, there are things I still haven't unlocked that were like, get your R&D team up to 75, and I'm like barely hovering around 50, like level 50. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have almost all S++ people in there, you know, now. I'm like, yeah. how... Like, how does it go up anymore in this? It doesn't. Yeah. No. Speaking of games that go on far too long, Uh-oh. I've been complaining the last couple months about the length of Mad Max. Yeah, Mad Max. I finally finished Mad Max. How would you say the girth of Mad Max was? <laughs> I enjoyed the girth oh, of okay. it. <laughs> the length is just crazy. <laughs> All right. I mean, come on. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> look. Harlow, you were right about like the the final chunk of that game where it's final like push. you get to a point and it's like okay I'm in on this let's do let's do this whole thing in one sitting because they've suddenly thrown a, a very distinct narrative at you and it's mm. like okay I need to see this through through to the end because this is you know a story. Um, the last two hours of that game are really great. Like that's a lot of Mad Maxy stuff. I had you know that's stuff I was looking for in a Mad mm-hmm. Max game. The middle of that game could lose about 20 hours. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. And it's not me running around doing all the little generic nonsense, clearing out areas, because I stopped doing that early on. Mm -hmm. 
So are you saying you you didn't even like accomplish that? Like you didn't unlock the whole map? No. Oh. I mean, I no. There might be one area that's still locked. The hell did you play? I I mean, I literally like thirty, maybe forty hours max. And I I mean, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I more or less one hundred percent of the game. I didn't go like get every chest out of every location. No, I didn't do that. I had every upgrade, fully upgraded strongholds. Yeah. See, I I never I never even got close to that. Like I was always so, struggling for resources. Um, oh my god! Every time I logged in, it was like, here, have all the things. No, I mean, I, I was getting to the point where I was only doing the missions that would give me the you're offline, we're gathering your resources for you. When you log in again, you're going to get stuff. I was doing, I was setting those mm-hmm. up, but like all the other perks, I was just like, no, I, I will do I would do all of them in one base and then just fast travel to that base if I need water or fuel or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I think that game opens up too early. I think you get you have the first couple of missions and then it's like and here's the world go and it's just quiet. There's nothing there. There are a few things that are driving you, but not enough. And they kind of gate off the next story mission by making sure you have a certain level of tools and whatnot. And it's just a grind getting there and it kills the momentum of the story. Do they do a lot of missions where I know early on they give you the mission where they're like, take out this guy's convoy and you just have to find the convoy as it's because it's constantly going on this track, which yes, you can find it eventually if you just keep driving in the circle, but it's not like, all right, go to this place and do this. Yeah. Well, do they do a lot of that? Because that was the point where I kind of got a little like, I was like, I'm sick of driving around trying to find this guy. So I'm just going to do whatever. That convoy mission was kind of a tutorial for the convoys in the universe. You never have to specifically do it again, but you do have to clear them out. Yeah. yeah, that's just if you want the hood ornaments, that's you got to go mm-hmm. clear. Yeah, clear and if you want to lower I mean, the like, level, there is, there's are not there a lot missions of missions similar to that. No, there's not a lot of vague like go here and maybe a thing will happen. It, yeah. it, after that, that that was really just a tutorial for here's yeah. how convoys work. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. the worst thing in the game if you're if you're going to try to like you know zero every level of all the places is the fucking minefields. I hate, fuck the minefields. Like I mean, if you're unless you're lucky that you just drove by one in the world and yeah. you're like, oh, there's a um, you know like the guy will be like, Dinky D would be really helpful here because you just, there's a minefield yeah. near here. Yeah. Like if you happen to you know you're great. Otherwise, you, you have got, to go back. And you get the you get other well car. you go get the shitty buggy and drive around and just wait for the dog to start barking. And you you really just have to ma- look at the map and either you know get a cheater map online and know okay I know it's in this mm-hmm. section here, but you know which is sure that's viable. But otherwise you're just like. Well, there's one in this corner and there's two in this, so I would assume it's probably in the opposite corner. Yeah, and that's not always right. You know, sometimes it was. Actually- I had to I had to get a map to find mm-hmm. one that for a story beat you had to clear out an area, and I was like, I've driven every road in here, and I don't know where this thing is. Yeah. So, and if you have a dog, they will go ballistic. When yeah. They hear the dog barking. Yeah. yeah. The the dog, whatever they recorded for that dog, that dog is super pissed, and other dogs would be like, Hey, yeah, that dog's pissed. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know what he's angry about, but I'm with him too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like human rights. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, if there was a faster track through that game, I think it would be better. I, I don't mm-hmm. mind all the content in it. I really don't. I don't begrudge it. And I'm when things slow down, I'm going back in it to just fuck around and mm-hmm. you know destroy stuff because that part is fun. Because that world's cool. Yeah, but it's just that when you want to see the story through to completion, it just it grinds to a halt when you're just driving around going like, well, I don't know. I got to find fucking scrap and man, I. I I didn't even make that correlation. Like I'm just, that's another game. I was instantly more into than fallout four. <laughs> I mean, post-apocalyptic world, like that may have kind of killed your fallout four mood because it is just a huge wasteland. And it kind of does satisfy that for a little bit. It's like, I yeah, don't with really how good much, presentation. Yeah. I mean, how much despair do you really want <laughs> mm-hmm. in all your video games? But, uh, so, 
Okay, as I often want to do, I will play through garbage. Just mm-hmm. garbage games that were 99 cents used, and I just palate cleansing games. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times I play the licensed games because, I don't know, I'm a glutton for punishment. I, I kind of am fascinated by licensed games in how, what resources they use, like who mm-hmm. they can get voice-wise and stuff like that. I'm yeah. always just kind of fascinated by that process. So, I played a bunch of them, but I, one of them I wanted to just talk about real quick uh, is the Megamind tie-in game, which is called Megamind Ultimate Showdown. How many years ago was that movie? Like five? I don't know. 2009, 10, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say it's not that long. It, there's only been two in Minions, right? Uh, no, Megamind, different. Sorry. Yeah, no. I'm thinking of uh, Despicable Me. Right, Shit. yeah. Megamind is the big blue yeah, Will Ferrell thing. Yeah, okay. Which is funny. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's an all right movie. Yeah. Um, so the game is basically a Lego game, but without all the collectible replay bullshit. Hmm. It's a very linear Lego game. It's structured just like it. Okay. Except that it looks really nice. It plays well. Usually these games kind of look crummy and they play crummy. This one plays really well, but it's super linear. It's super easy, but it's a good three, four hour experience, you know, for, and I, you know, I paid a buck for it. Mm hmm. I enjoyed my time with it and I was kind of fascinated by it. It kind of takes place after the movie and like more stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And so I was just kind of curious about what they would do. Um, It's funny. They they got a guy supposed to be Will Ferrell. It doesn't sound like him at all, Mm -hmm. even though he's trying. I never thought I would hear someone attempt to do a David Cross impersonation, but they have a guy doing a David Cross voice and it's strange because it's super close and you think, wow, that guy's really proud of his David Cross impersonation. Mm-hmm. W- what a weird thing. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I think if David Cross knew about that, he would be super stoked. Like, wow, this guy almost sounds like me. That's great. And then for some reason, Keith David is in the game. <laughs> Actual Keith David. Yeah. I don't know why. Keith David's in a lot of video games, yeah, man. He shows up and does some voice work and collects his paycheck mm-hmm. and goes home. So... That that was kind of fascinating to me to to hear like the fake yeah. voices and then all of a sudden Keith David's here. That's yeah. cool, I guess. Yeah, you can't fake a Keith David. No. That's what happens. No, you can't, can't fake him. No. So So did you get all the achievements? Uh, yeah, I got all thousand points. Sweet. Yeah. It's it's my kind of game. It gives you what you want. Yeah. You know? It 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 like I said, it's a Lego game without the backtracking. You don't have to come back later because you unlock this thing. It's Oh, you don't have to play through the game six no. times like none of that. Some of those Lego games. No. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hmm. That so, sounds good. Megamind Ultimate Showdown. Super value pick by Chuck. Yes. It gives you what you want. It does. 99 cent value pick. Yeah, if you want to play a cheap ass game in the, in, the, in an afternoon and get a thousand achievement points, yeah. play Megamind. So is Ultimate that on Showdown. the uh is that on the backwards compatible? Of course list? not. <laughs> Darn. I know. But you know what it is? What? The stuff that's about to show up in our Xbox One backwards compatible corner. Oh yeah. You're done with BCC? Yes. You know me. Oh. Secret uh, blind copy. So yeah. <laughs> the blind carbon copy yeah. section. They unlocked the full new dashboard for everybody. Uh, Whether you includes, want it or not. Yeah, yeah, it's yours now. Yeah. Take it. it. It's, <laughs> it's been working fine for me. Works like, fine like, for me too. I, I it have, works Chuck fine for me as well. Yeah. All right. I, I, I definitely, <laughs> I haven't had the, the massive issues that we had that one day. No. Trying to play. Like, no. Whatever that was. But, Nothing quite like that. But what they did is they unlocked about 100 games with that. Took away Geometry Wars for whatever reason, which is weird. Kind of did. I mean, if you st- if you had it downloaded, you can still run it. 
Yeah. But if you didn't have it downloaded and didn't have it set yeah, up, no, you can't gone. get yeah. back to it, which is really strange. But uh, Worms also, Worms 2 or whatever. Eh. No. I know, right? Worms. My Weird. goodness. Yeah. But uh, I played uh, I played some of them. I played Mirror's Edge uh-huh. just to see because I like that from my memory was a really great looking game. And you know what? It still is. And it's weird. It like it, it makes sense to me now in replaying some of that, mm-hmm. that I enjoy halo speed runs so much because mirror's edge is basically a speed run game. Okay. Like find all the weird glitches, find the weird ways you can jump over this one fence that you thought was too high to ever get over. And once you do that, you suddenly have cut off two minutes worth of this level. You know, there's all that sort of stuff. Was it also too low to get under? Just curious. Were you stuck in the middle? No. <laughs> You're messing with me now. All right. You're just messing with me now. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> but uh, no, that like, I still think Mirror's Edge is a great game once you can get used to the really bizarre control scheme of using like left bumper to jump and left trigger to duck and right bumper to turn around and do 90 degree turns. It's because I it's and the DLC came over and found out basically if you owned the DLC, you can find it when you redownload the game on the Xbox one. But mm-hmm. you have to do, go to manage game and you have to download all that stuff separately. Right. But they didn't just give it to you. If you don't own it, you can't get it. Oh, because I found that out with like Dirt 3 had was one of the games with gold games. Dirt. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of DLC for Dirt <laughs> that. uh Oh, so everything, that's not just me. I thought everything was coming up saying bundle only. And like, I couldn't. Yeah, you can't buy it through the Xbox One, but uh, you can yeah. buy it through the store. Yeah. On, you, you can okay. buy it on 360, obviously, or on the website, but you can't get any of it through the Xbox One itself. Or There's whatever a store reason. page for it. You can go to that. Yeah, that's what's so weird. It is. That stuff's there. But if you, if you own it, like Fallout 3, when I got Fallout 4, it gave me my copy. Mm-hmm. And all the DLC I had was just on there in there. Like you still have to go in and find it and download it. But, but yeah, so I I was doing some of those pure time trials that were the DLC Mm -hmm. for, for uh, mirror's edge, which were some of the coolest looking levels because that was when they were like, we don't even have to create a city. We can just have blocks floating in space because that's all these are supposed to be. And they went really nuts with that. And that stuff still looks fantastic, but it's hard as shit. (laughs) It is like, Hard as hell to do anything in those because huh. you really have to know where you're going. But uh, yeah. And then I popped in Fable 2, which I had not played in six years. Apparently, I had bought the DLC for it at some point in those six years. Mm-hmm. So when I started up Fable 2, immediately an achievement popped for me mm-hmm. as soon as I got into the game. <laughs> that was called the Nutcracker, which oh. apparently I had shot 25 people in the groin. <laughs> And it had kept track of that. And then once I had the DLC, it's like, oh, sweet. You shot a bunch of people in the groin. Good job. Here's your achievement. So, yeah, I now have a six-year gap between when I got my last <laughs> Fable 2 achievement. You, you did just say that was sweet, right? That you got the Nutcracker yeah, achievement? Okay. I did. Nutcracker. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. All right. I also realized I have no clue how to play Fable 2 anymore. All right. Because I don't have the manual, so I'm going to have to look that up before I try and do anything. And I was about to buy skills, and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. And I also remember that Fable 2 was the game where you'd mess with your Xbox's clock and start and, you know, load the game, and suddenly you'd have, like, 
a million more dollars. Yep. Yeah, I remember that now. Like you, you would go buy property and they would generate money over time. Mm-hmm. Yep. In real time. And then you come back. Yeah, I logged in and it gave me like ten million dollars. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I have more money than I could ever find anything to do with in that game now. But did you run around and fart on anyone? I, I forgot how to do anything. Like honestly, like like I and I didn't want to start. Yeah. I forgot how to fart. <laughs> I did, which means a... I forgot how to love. <laughs> yes. Please teach me again, Fable. <laughs> but yeah, I need to look because that's one of those games that's it's bugged me that I never went back and finished it because I was like I had already done the part where it's like suddenly you know it's like twenty years later you come back you know like I that's I was past that part so I knew I had to be getting near the end of it and just never finished it. But yeah. I, I gotta say, those games ran fine. Like, like some of them look rough because you know what? Those games are old. Yeah. You know, and I think people that are like, "Oh man, frame rate! Look at that! What is this shit?" It's like that's how it ran. Yeah, the game ran like that, yeah. you guys. Like, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. But the weird thing is, I've not started up a single 360 title on my Xbox One yet, despite having been in that beta and everything. And I tried a bunch of them. Really, I just I don't even know what the experience looks like. I mean, you said it boots up to like a 360. It's basically a 360. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it straight up does the swooshing things that come in, say Xbox 360, yeah. and then it loads up the game and like even the uh, you know the pop up, it looks everything. So it, it's it's basically like if you had your 360 set to auto start the game in the drive, yes. you would just turn on 360 and yep. there it goes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and if you need the guide button, you mm-hmm. press the hamburger button and the squares button, oh. and it'll. On the Xbox One, so and you that, make a Wendy's hamburger. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. And that bring, and that brings up the uh, the guide. Yeah. Okay. And it's weird. At one point, I was getting both 360 notifications and Xbox One notifications uh, popping up. Yeah. Like, I, like an achievement would pop, and you get the 360 thing, and then like you would sign in, and the Xbox One notification yeah. would come. I'd be like, "Man, this is the, <laughs> the future is <laughs> happening mm-hmm. now." Uh, Xboxception. Yeah. But it's. I mean, it's. It works as advertised. It's it's an impressive feat of technology that they've built a virtual 360, mm-hmm. and it just wraps around these games and just plays yeah. them. Yeah, the only time I had an issue was the first time I booted up Fable 2. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the Xbox swooshing in logo yeah. was going at like one-tenth the speed. So the sound came through fine. It did the boom, boom whoosh thing, but... You never realize how many swirls there were on that animation until you're sitting there waiting for it to finish, <laughs> because like they some come in from the side and then the top and then the bottom and yeah. But that I, I had to quit the game out of that because then it just got stuck on the Xbox 360 logo. Hmm. But then when I came back, it was fine. Like when I, I quit it and then rebooted it again. So yeah, yeah. That I mean, the backwards compatible stuff seems to work, mm-hmm. and there's a really good selection, and it all just shows up in your library if you already own it. Otherwise, you have to pop in the disc. and That was kind of the best part for me because I'd kind of forgotten like all the stuff I bought oh, the... on sales and stuff. Oh, man. Just seeing like what games were going to well, show yeah, up. Yeah, and the games with gold stuff that you just like yeah. cashed it in, but you hadn't hooked up your 360 in months. Yeah. So you forgot you even owned it. Mm-hmm. I guess Dungeon Siege came out, and it in did. one of their rare smart moves, they put the DLC for it half price in their weekly sale. Yeah. They should do that more often. Yeah. There's some arcade game that's like a dollar ninety nine this week. I don't mm-hmm. Sacred Citadel or something like yeah. that. I have no idea what that game is, but it's a dollar ninety nine. I'll probably and it's get one it. of the ones that came over. Yeah. So yeah. No. It's weird. I'm really hoping like for Black Friday, like when they do their big like Xbox sale, that they just like, hey, here are the games coming over. 
here's some cheap prices mm-hmm. on them because I would totally just if I'm gonna have a digital copy of those going forward, I'd totally put them on my hard drive. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, and I think it means you would download them to your Xbox One hard drive. Yeah, did okay. they, that's what it means. Did they give away Halo Reach at some point through Games with Gold? I don't think it was through Games with Gold. I know they gave it away when they were testing the the installed a hard drive feature. Okay. A lot of people... That's how I got my copy. Okay, because I don't have a digital copy for some reason. Okay. And I'm wondering if it was just like I just didn't download it because I was like, eh. Oh, you I know what? Okay, so... Because I think they gave, I think they gave away Halo Three at some point. Oh, that, that was like one of the first games with gold. Everyone was like, yeah. "Oh, thanks for the eight year old game that yeah. I can get for three dollars everywhere." Yeah, yeah, but, but I, I, I didn't download it. Yeah, so I don't have my digital copy. Of I want to say it's something. Maybe Halo Reach at some point was super cheap because I it, what they sent out were like these weird test discs mm-hmm. for anyone in the beta to install Halo Reach. It was like a di- they weren't going to let you resell it. Oh, okay, uh, but I know at some point Halo Reach is just on my hard drive now that I can boot. So mm-hmm. I, you know. Yeah, because I know a lot of people have it, and I don't. And yeah. I was trying to figure out, like, I thought I just grabbed all the games with gold stuff once I realized you didn't even need to download them. To I think there was some sale, them. maybe like with the launch of yeah. Halo Four or something. They're yeah. like, but hey. I mean, but that's weird. What's weird is that one's still not out. Like yeah. when you look when you go to their page on the website, that's like, here are the games. Mm-hmm. That's like in the front, in the middle, coming soon. Yeah. And like Borderlands was there, but I'm not reinstalling Borderlands. Oh, again. come on. I, you know, Get you some Borderlands. I've gotten my time. Borderlands 2, I'll install it just so I can wrap up like a lot of the stuff that I started. Mm-hmm. Like I never did the Tiny Tina DLC, which is like, you know, according to everyone that's played it, one of the best DLCs for any game. Yeah. So I want to get into that. But speaking of DLC. Okay. DLC Corner. Where apparently I dominate everything again. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> Rockman 4 DLC import update. Uh-huh. It's better. Oh, okay. It's way better. Um, the Green Day stuff came over mm-hmm. for people that not only had bought it on its own, but had exported the disc. Yep. That all came in. They're putting out... Basically, they're allowing you to export Rock Band 3 yep. on December 8th. Uh, that's what it, Well, that's when the patch is, and that's when, like was the tentative date they had set. Yeah, that's the expectation. Yeah, and that... At that point, you'll be able to get your Rock Band 3, mm-hmm. 2, 1, Lego exports. Have they said if like Rock Band 3 is going to be a backwards compatible game or no? There's been no no word of that whatsoever. I, I, just, I don't know. I'm just curious because like, you know, it seems to be the place where you can play all the songs. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. There's certainly no harm in doing it. They probably would want to wait a little while. Yeah. And they've been putting out single tracks as DLC. They well, they well they had one they had an Aerosmith pack, mm-hmm. and so they're they seem to be on that train again. Where it, they're not doing bundles this time though. It really doesn't seem like they're doing a lot of bundling of. Yeah, artists. it's not like buy all three and save fifty cents that kind yeah. of thing. It's it's very much been single song. Yeah, but, but they all they are pairing them up in like decades or genres yeah. to where it's like okay, this week it's music from the two thousands that's mm-hmm. garbage, you know. <laughs> Whatever it was last week, Audio Slave and yeah, then it was like seventies week was pretty good. Yeah, but uh, this yeah, week they, but some modern. of the some of the songs in my library, uh, all of the harmonics artists mm-hmm. still give me the dot dot dot, which is weird. I get that too on all the freeze pop songs. Yep, freeze pop does. Uh, I think Honest Bob. Honest Bob and yeah. <laughs> so there's still and the factory to dealer incentive. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. it. There's still a lot for them to work on. Yeah, and so. We got some hope for that patch, but uh, it sounds like they're doing work. Yeah, they haven't just all run away screaming. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like they're going to abandon it. Yeah, because I mean, like honestly, after the way it came out, I was like, "Ooh, 
Like that was a genuine concern of mine was that they're going to be like, well, this didn't work. Yeah. And it showed up on the sales chart at least. So yeah, that was did. a good charted, sign. So good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Who charted? <laughs> I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, also, Batman Arkham Asylum DLC World Tour of Anger for me continues. Why uh, are they you doing Knight? this? They put out the... Do you mean Arkham Knight? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Arkham Knight, whatever the fuck it is. Batman. <laughs> uh, they put out 60s Batman racetrack. Yeah, which more is driving. Like, which yeah, more driving. Which is through like a kind of fake set of the '60s Batman, and you get to drive the Batmobile from there. Is it like a backlot? Yeah, kind of. Okay, <laughs> kind of. It, it, it's 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 more novel than the other ones. I'll give them that for sure. Like there are little signs that pop up with like normal people that you're supposed to run over that'll give you that'll give you more time, but then mm-hmm. or like bad guys, but then like good people that you're not supposed to run over them or you lose time. And so it's kind of fun in that regard, but otherwise it's just like, thanks more racetracks, but it has made me realize something about what they're doing because they still have like the Catwoman thing. Uh, there's Robin DLC coming out. There's DLC with all the villains, apparently mm-hmm. getting their own missions. There's like four for, you know, like Riddler and penguin and somebody else. So I've realized what they're doing is they're just, when you look at it, you know, I've been bitching about, they charge 40 bucks for this. What the fuck? But when I look back on it, they've put out a ton of stuff for this. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're going for quantity over quality where they're like, here's like 40 little things that are, eh. but there's a lot of them. There's a lot of stuff here. <laughs> there's a lot of, eh. whereas, you know, like I'd probably rather have, okay, give me three really solid things right three big really solid things rather than 30 little things i mean do you think there's a market out there of people who are like fuck yeah more racing i don't know uh, there are people i know plenty of people that were like no man i love driving the batmobile around i okay. thought that was the coolest part of the game i like driving I'm like, in the city i don't like driving it for speed hmm. i like yeah. i like you know the wanton destruction aspect of it mm-hmm. right yeah hmm. which which kind of can happen in some of these races like you, there, you know there's a lot of destructible stuff there but it's I don't know. Like, like that's the thing is I don't, that wasn't the part I think at least that I wasn't clamoring for. But when I look at like, when I look back at how much they put out so far and how much they still have to put out, that's all in the season pass. Mm-hmm. I think the 40 bucks, is not totally unreasonable? Like I was saying it was before. Okay. It's because, because you are getting a ton of content with it. It's just, I would rather that 40 bucks go to something else. It's not it's not the content I'd want, but I don't think that it's necessarily a bad value anymore, considering how much of it there is and that they've put something out each month, even if they do end up putting it out like the last day of the month right? <laughs> is what they've kind of done. But uh, yeah, if you want to drive the Batmobile from the 60s, you're in fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> Sign the fuck up over here. <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's your endorsement or whatever. <laughs> hey bra. Yeah. Wanna wanna drive Batmobile, but like Adam West Batmobile? Yeah. Right this way. <laughs> Sign the fuck up. You're <laughs> fucking <All right>. <laughs> Yep. Uh last thing, Pinball FX two. They put out the Balls of Fury pack, mm-hmm. which is uh, all animated properties, which includes Archer, which our friend Greencapped inadvertently made happen. Yeah. 
basically. Good job, that guy. Yeah, his yep. Twitter exchange with one of the art directors on, I believe the art director on Archer and Zen Studios led to apparently what they said, plenty of meetings where that conversation was brought up. Yeah. And yeah, it became a part of a pack with Family Guy, American Dad, and Bob's Burgers. Yep. Yeah. None of those tables are the best tables. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. Okay. Um, Family Guy probably plays the best, but it's also kind of annoying, especially if you're not a big fan of Family Guy, because as we know, pinball effects tables are going to bark at you a lot. Yeah. And they're going to play a lot of samples a lot. Though I will give it credit for when you hit the skill shot, you hit Peter Griffin just past the thing, and he does the... Ah, thing for like 30 seconds while the game is going on. Well, fuck that table. <laughs> well, just don't hit the skill shot then. But, okay. But that was one of the few yeah, things. That would that... be a problem for you anyway. Man, you know, oh. I'm going to punch but you in the face. I will say like, like the first time I did that, I, it, it got a genuine laugh out of me. So I was like, all right, you, you're doing all right. Family guy table. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. Uh, Bob's burgers is, I don't, it's not a show I watch. Mm-hmm. All I know is it has Archer's voice is Bob, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really weird. But the problem with that one is like it's got two halves kind of. And when you get in the top half, there's a lot of stuff obscuring the ball and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be hitting things up there. But then you can't really tell what's going on once they get up into that area. And you just kind of have to wait for it to drain back down. So there never feels like a good angle that you can pick to see what's doing what. And American Dad, another property I don't really know a lot about, but it's one of those tables where there's apparently a wheels and the leg man hole that's for some reason you will hit that hole like 75 times a game Mm -hmm. and you will hear the barks about wheels and the leg man, how he's wheels and he's the leg man and they got to do something. But it's like one of those where like, they're like a black hole where your ball just gets sucked into that spot right. constantly. Yeah. And you're like, ah, so it's, it's almost feels like if they had taken those two drops out of the game, mm-hmm. I would probably like it a lot better because it wouldn't feel like I was always going there. And Archer's good, but not great. Like, like Archer, they use the license. Well, they have good barks on that one. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where, one of the like Archer's car parks in a certain section. And then if you hit the car enough, it unlocks something where the car starts driving around. And then you can do a thing where he goes, I've always wanted to do this. And you basically have a fight on top of a train in the back panel of the thing. And you have to hit certain shots for him to be able to do the fight. Well, and Hmm. there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of good ideas. There's a, there's a money system with the flipper where you're acquiring currency every time you hit the flipper. And then if you get it to a certain spot, you can buy like an extra ball or, you know, buy a kickback or that sort of stuff. So there's a little bit of strategy in that, Hmm. but the table is also one of those that feels really constrictive. Like there's not that many shots that feel like they do something until you've unlocked something else. But, but I mean, it's like they clearly love Archer. Because there's a ton of really great archer stuff in there, like the ball hitting the ball is a gator that snaps on it, and there's just there's a lot of good fun stuff in there. So I mean, it's one of those packs for ten bucks. I don't know if I can hundred percent recommend it because I really only liked 
Archer and Family Guy mm-hmm. as far as playing them. And Bob's Burgers, I might if once I learn it a little better, but it just with no tie to the property, it kind of yeah. Which tends to be the case with a lot of those types of like the ones based on something else. It's like, do I really want to play this or not? You yeah. Know, it, like if I don't care about this, I so. But then again, I just tend to put headphones on for a lot of them once I've heard the stuff they're doing. So I don't really care about the barks anymore. But sure. You know, it's not their strongest pack. I'll say that. But it's more. Yeah. But if you like <laughs> Archer, it's worth getting that Archer table. All right. So, could you imagine if they got the Bond license? Like start doing like themed bond tables. I could, yeah. I if they if they were doing themes per movie, yeah, yeah. Then yes, yeah. If they do themes per bond, no. Well, I don't know. Lazenby would be pretty good. Be a lot <laughs> All those hot Lazenby skiings. <laughs> I don't know. I could see him doing like a like a a Connery themed table with a bad <laughs> VO guy yeah. doing Connery voice and you know just have different things mm. like different modes like now you're in Goldfinger mode and well, the I ball mean, could be gold and they could secure the clips from the movie if they were going to go all the way you, you would know? think but I don't yeah. know part of me kind of likes their cheesy attempt to because it, it kind of fits in with some of the lazy ass, you know, licensed pinball tables where it's yeah. like, ah, you guys really didn't get well, it. Well, the Marvel <laughs> ones are not like directly tying to a property. It's usually more like, well, no, it's, I, well, all right. So the problem with the Marvel ones is they started that way. They were just like, I don't know. It's an Iron Man table. Yeah. So they, now they have to, to tie like, into the movies. Yeah. Now they tie into the movies, but like they've already established the Iron Man guy sounds like this fuckhead over here. Not, <laughs> you know, not Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. So they were like, I don't know. Bring fuckhead back to do it with more Iron Man. Like, <laughs> I'm Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, look at it this way. The Archer tweets mm-hmm. were over three years ago. Yeah. That's how long it took them to get this out. I yeah. can't imagine what it's like to navigate the fucking bond license. Yeah. That, so, that thing's probably pretty convoluted at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, but if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be them, obviously. Well, sure. Yeah. Because like Pinball Arcade, all they can yeah, do is Farsight. Golden they, they, yeah. GoldenEye is the only one, right? That's the only like bond themed table that was ever made. That I know I, of. Sure. Um, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But speaking of real pinball tables. Yeah. Real pinball is coming. It is. Hashtag real pinball. <laughs> but no, we're, we're talking about actual real world pinball, folks. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're listening to this now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> immediately get yourself towards Orlando, Florida. Right. Unless it's after it already occurred. Then check the website and then don't. Well, well, feel di- free to go to Orlando. November 20th through the 22nd. Yeah. Right. In Orlando, Florida. Free play, Florida. Uh, it's the second year of free play, but it's like the, I don't know, the eighth year of the Southern Pinball Festival, whatever it was before. So this is a mm-hmm. long running thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty great last year. Um, it was a good location. Uh, it was a night, it was a huge room and there was a, just a ton of machines in there. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was a good time. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like it was, it was too crowded. Um, there was a good ratio of. Yeah, like the, like this being the last year of the hotel it was in Atlanta when we went up to the Southern Fried one, that was getting a little crowded. Oh I'm, yeah, great! I'm going to miss that hotel. I like that little hotel. It was a nice hotel, but it was getting too crowded. Yeah, yeah. The show floor was like okay. These machines are like two and three people waiting. Let's yeah. go do something else. This the the free play never got that busy, but it's still a pretty happening little show. Yep. And uh, some of us will be there uh-huh. all weekend. Yeah. So you know, come on out. 
say Some hi. Some of us have prior engagements. Yeah, well, they... you know, life finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> sure does. I wish it did. Um, you know, we'll give you a business card. Uh, we, we will. You can put on your fridge. You got a few of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll play some pinball. Yeah. Have some laughs. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, out to the some, Orlando. Come out to see the, the, coast. the not the coast, because it's right in the middle of Florida. Yeah. There's no coast. They got fucking no coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, there's, I mean, they're doing a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of panels, a bunch of, you know, like vendors and stuff. They're showing movies this year. Tron is going to be shown. Yeah, Pinball joysticks. Summer. Mm. No, Joysticks, oh, not joysticks. Pinball Summer. They yeah. should show Pinball Summer yeah. because it's good, too. But Probably not. Joysticks will be there. The director of Joysticks will be there. Mm. Fun. Yeah. Fun times. Indie cool. short films will be playing. <laughs> Those are always good. Yeah. Right? Call it like Pinball Coffee Donut Girl or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, Pinball Coffee Donut Girl. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, what? There's Pinball Donut Girl. Pinball Donut Girl. I don't yeah. know why I threw oh, coffee that, in there. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's going to be there. Come on down or up, wherever you are. Come on over. Hang out with us. Yeah. It's the it's the Buy magic it's the magical <laughs> kingdom of Orlando. Yes. Where dreams come true and whatnot. And tourist traps happen all over the place. Yeah. It's the same weekend as Megacon, so yeah. you might be there anyway. Well, it's the same weekend as another Medic Megacon. Megacon too. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well yeah, that, yeah. there's two a year now, yeah. apparently. Oh, like God. there's a spring one and a fall one. Yeah, now. there's totally a Megacon. Great. Yeah. Well, not at the same location. It's okay. There's going to be hobbits there and everything. There's a, it's, Orlando is a large place. It accommodates a lot of people on a daily basis. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Chuck said. Yeah. So do All we right. have any we correspondence? Have some, we have some emails oh. and tweets. Oh, okay then. Great. So we are going to correspond away. I will. <laughs> uh, first one. It's Aww. been a while since this one came in, but this is uh, Jay from California. Hey. Jay? Uh, hey, Jay. He's he's written us before. He said, RIP my wallet. Aww. Hey, no quarters crew. Jay from California here, and my wallet is officially dead. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> it started at E3 when Microsoft announced the Xbox Elite controller. Mm-hmm. I bought two of them. Holy God. One for my gaming PC and one for the X-Bone. <laughs> These controllers are sweet as hell, customizable in every sense of the word. You can individually change sensitivity on the analog controls to make them pure digital or half analog, half digital. Any, any button can be remapped. The four additional paddles can be any button. You have 10 degrees of individual rumble sensitivity for each trigger, mm. and each half of the controller can be set independently. The triggers can be set to hair triggers with analog pull sensitivity adjusted even further in the app. Speaking of the app, it works great on XBO, but is total shit on Windows 10. Yeah. Oh, and you need Windows 10 to use the wireless adapter. And most of my PC games won't run on Windows 10, so fuck you, Microsoft. <laughs> I also decided to get back into music games with Rocksmith 2014 edition. Uh, Only what? 40 bucks for the game and a cable on Amazon. 500 for a jazz bass, strings, stand, strap, and tuner. That said, this is a sweet as fuck bass with candy apple red veneer, rosewood fretboard, and damn good sound. For those wondering, playing a song on a real bass in Rocksmith is as easy as playing a fake instrument in Rock Band or Guitar Hero, except for the part where your strings break because you're an idiot who hasn't played bass since high school and you tried to play Spirit of Radio. Keyword is tried because Getty Lee is not human and that song is proof. Okay. The final assault on my wallet came with Lego Dimensions, the Toys to Life game where you build the toys with Legos and the game says, you can play in Hill Valley while listening to Huey Lewis in the news if you buy the Back to the Future pack. Oh, and get the Simpsons pack to play in Springfield. And you know what? Just sign your paycheck over to us. It'll be easier that way. In conclusion, the Xbox Elite controller is sweet but may not be for everyone. Windows 10 is shit. The Spirit of Radio is my white whale. And I think my Lego Dimensions collection costs more than my guitar and Elite controllers combined. 
Ghost Ride the Machinery Making Modern Music. Jay out. Sent for my once great but now hunk of crap gaming PC. Fuck you, Windows 10. <laughs> Jay. 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 If I can give you one piece of advice. Just one thing. Uh-oh. BMFcast.com. Click any link when you shop through Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is excellent advice. Yeah. Very good. We should advice. probably get some links up on uh, No Quarter. Sure, too, we should. Yeah. Why it not? sounds like our listeners have money to burn. Well, I was saying you're you're buying half of Amazon anyway. Yeah. Please uh, do it also on our dime or like <laughs> where they give us a dime. Yeah. And we collect those dimes together and eventually we call somebody. Right. And then we go play pinball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lego, man. I, I have had no interest in the Toys to Life bullshit, but... Uh, they had Doctor Who, didn't they, Chuck? Yeah. That's going to happen, I'm afraid to say. I'm going to buy that shit. I'm going to buy... Uh, I, I'm surprised I haven't bought Infinity 3 yet, so I just know it's happening. It just seems like they're charging a lot for what you're getting. It it does seem that well, way. Well, the Lego but, one does. Yeah. But they're Legos Andrew. also. You get to do Lego shit with them. Yeah, but but yeah, what but you they get don't into function. the game is basically just the prefab Lego thing, right? Yeah. Like you can't. Well, like, could mix you imagine and match if you if what you put together was what showed up in the game? That would be dope. There's no yeah, way that could happen. No way that's happening <laughs> well, whatsoever. They and put a chip I, in every piece, yet. maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say not yet. Yeah, give something like Hololens a couple of revisions, and yeah. you'll just be like pointed out here. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah. this piece, this piece, this piece. There you go. Yeah, if you put like Doc Brown's head on Bart Simpson, and that would be something. But it's yeah. not gonna know you did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Doc Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, that stuff has a lot of licensed stuff that I'm really interested in. Yeah, they've got a lot of good licenses, so I want to play have... those things. <laughs> uh, next one we got up is from Dave, aka Robopig, who says games and such. Oh, good. He says curious if any of you guys consider a buy slash no buy decision for a game based on expected playtime. Everything I see everywhere right now is Fallout 4, but I typically get about five to six hours a week of gaming in, and I think it's in my best interest to play several shorter-length games than to spend several months in Fallout 4. Am I doing it wrong? Nope. Anyone tried out the UT pre-alpha? I played some for Extra Life last week, and all you need to know is Facing Worlds. Yes, I am nostalgic for the glory days of arena-based shooters, but it was a lot of fun to play some Capture the Flag on Facing Worlds again. Thanks, Dave, a.k.a. Robopig. Sent from my Leandri Corporation flat cannon. <laughs> was Facing Worlds the one with the big uh, skyscrapers that run on either side? And you could like get way up on top and snipe? I think so. I, I, I remember loving that one, if that's what it was. Yeah. I, I don't know, but if they're going back to the old school Unreal Tournament, yeah. Sign me up, too. Uh, to answer your question, I mean, yes, I think... More shorter games can be good, uh, as we were proving with too many uh, open world games. But it, it's weird. It seems like games are more pervasive. Like everyone has games, but these games keep getting bigger and bigger and longer and longer. And they're not selling any less of any other games. It's not like games are coming in and being like, oh, no, I'm going with the 80 hour game because it's mm-hmm. the same price as the 10 hour or whatever here. They're selling just as many of both, so I don't know what the answer is. I mean, yeah, well, I, I, mean, don't, I don't we're know not why in... they're giving so many con- so much content away for free on other. Things. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I, I've I've been trying to gravitate more towards shorter games, but it's also if I'm only buying a few games a year, you know, I buy way less than I used to. That's for sure. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like if I'm going to get one that I'm going to have, I may as well get a lot of time out of it. So I have gravitated towards open world games, but it's also 
the majority of games coming out now are open world games. Yeah. Which is something we'll be talking about in the next one. But uh, I don't know. I, I like that games are shorter now. I like indie games more and, you know, Xbox Live Arcade type games more. And, you know, just the bite-sized things where it's like, you know, something like Brothers where it's like, I can play this for like two hours and be done. Yeah. Or yeah. Never Alone and, you know, all those kind of things where it's yes. like it's a full-fledged experience that's unlike everything else you've ever played. And it's over in less than five hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but for this big $60 games, I am kind of like, yeah, maybe I should get something that's going to take me a while to get through. You know, it's got some meat to it. Yeah. So and, I don't know. And I think from, you know, especially the games we talked about in this episode, I would say like me personally, if I have the money for a new game, I don't necessarily look at time because I know if it's short or if I don't like it, mm-hmm. the resale value is pretty high pretty immediately like you're gonna be able to get a good chunk of your money back or if you've got a red box i mean like i did with until dawn you can you can beat until dawn in an afternoon it's a great game i'm totally gonna pick it up on black friday but you didn't have to shell out 60 dollars for it at launch there there are ways i i I just think there are more factors to it than length of game at this point Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of games that you can stay in you know even like until dawn you can go back and change endings and stuff like that they're even short games have different things that you could do for time. I, I, I think time at this point is, you know, you think back to like the Nintendo era where you, it was, you know, like the NES era where like, you're like, mom, dragon warrior is 90 hours. I can play this game forever. Get it for me. You know, that was like a selling point. Yeah. Now, now, now we have more money than time. Yeah. Whereas and, when you're little, yeah. it's the exact opposite. Yeah. And now every game is a hundred hours long and it's like, nah, it just, Sometimes you just want to finish a game. Yes. Like, and that's my problem. That's why I play shit like Mega Mind. My <laughs> backlog has so many games that I'm halfway through. Like mm-hmm. Call of Duty Ghosts. It's not that long. Yeah. I'm only halfway through it and I never got around to finishing it up. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's plenty of games I like. I enjoyed. Like Alien Isolation. Yeah. I got that patch, or not patch, but that hack. A sweet hack. On Steam. Yeah. Where it's, <laughs> it basically traps the alien in a vent. Beginning and you never have to see it again. That's great. That's the best. I can't wait to play. And it's the dumbest thing is it's just a little one line of mm-hmm. yeah. It's basically code. like there's a code. It just says alien movement enabled or disabled. Disabled. Yeah. He's stuck in a vent. Yep. Yeah. It's literally I, I one line to, of code. I would love to go into that vent and he's just like ah. like <laughs> not can't get me hanging there. <laughs> yeah. But like I'm I will play through that game now. Yeah. Because that was my thing was. I felt like I was wasting too much time. Mm-hmm. And that's more what it is. If I feel like a game is wasting my time, that's when I'll get mad at it. Yeah. And Alien Isolation very much felt like a game that was wasting my time because I would hide in a locker for five minutes and then poke out and then, oh shit, the alien's back in the hallway, jump back in. Yeah. And then he'd wander around the room going, jump, 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 wonder yeah. if guy's here. Yeah, the gameplay was waiting. That's not gameplay. That's just basically paused but not well, yeah and and i guess the thing is i got that whole oh fuck yeah shit like i got enough of that that mm-hmm. i don't need another 10 hours of it no so i'd almost rather and and because those worlds are so well built i want to be able to poke around and look in them yep you know yeah i want to read those audio logs or listen to them yeah that kind of dumb stuff yeah i don't want to sit at a terminal and while that thing's still wandering around and can wander in the room while i'm sitting in a terminal yeah i want to fuck with the lights you know, when you get to all those terminals and you just like turn off the air or like blast steam at something. I want to totally do that. Yep. I just don't want to deal with a fucking alien. 
Yeah. So good job, alien game makers. <laughs> you put the one barrier to entry in your game. <laughs> no. no, I think... If so they were, we, if they we've put talked out, about that game enough. I know, like but if that, they put out an official re-release of that game where it's just like space station simulator, and it's just hey, check out all this cool stuff we built, I would totally buy it. Yeah. I would just be like, we took the alien out of this game. We Guess actually what? isolated the alien. Yeah. yeah. It, yes. <laughs> it is now alien isolation. Aliens <laughs> apostrophe <laughs> s isolation. <laughs> yes. Somewhere on the station, an alien <laughs> has been isolated. Enjoy your time on the station. <laughs> all right. So in a similar vein, uh-huh. we've got a tweet from Adderblack39. Oh, a tweet. Who said, hi, guys. Which open world game have you played the most after you finished the main story? Keep up the City. excellent shows, by the way. Vice City. Yeah. Far and away. I, I don't, it's like no brainer to me. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Vice City. Hmm. Yeah. Mine, I, I when I think about it, like GTA 3, just I think about the hours that my friends and I put in making up stupid games as far as like how quick getting to five stars mm-hmm. and then trying to get out of it you know all that stuff there's a lot but i mean i wonder does oblivion count for the fact that i never even bothered with the main story i may as well have beaten that well game. okay by that regard it'd be daggerfall for me I, yeah. I, i'm glad game counters didn't, you know game counters didn't exist back then because that would be insane mm-hmm. number of hours i just sat and i don't know werewolf i'm gonna go stand in the middle of town and have nobody be able to hit me because they don't have silver weapons yeah, mine would be Saints Row the Third. That's probably the one of the only occasions to where I beat the game and then immediately was like, I'm staying in this world as long as I possibly can and doing every cleanup thing I can mm-hmm. possibly do. Uh, Saints Row Four to a lesser extent, but Saints Row Three was really like the peak of like finish the game. Oh, there's still all this stuff I can mm-hmm. clear out and do. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Like I am not done with this game because like you know I said with Mad Max, I'm going to get back into it and clear stuff out. The reality is I'm never no. going back to Mad Max and I know it, but because yeah. I, I, it's already, I broke from it. It's like now it's out of sight, out of mind. Cause like even like shadow of Mordor, when I finished that, I'm like, I'll come back and clear that out and far cry four. I'm like, yeah, I'll do more hunting. Nah, never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see that didn't stop far cry three and four. I played many hours after I, I reset the bases a couple of times in far cry three. Yeah. Just cause I was like, fuck, I'm going to run through the bases again. Yeah. The fast travels were already there. So all the bases were nearby. I was like, I'm going to sneak stealth through this fucking base again. Yeah. I, I, I can't not mention Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I my first run through was probably 50 to 60 hours, and I have like 140 hours in that oh God. logged in Steam. So, you know, I beat it again. I've beaten it twice mm-hmm. since the first time I beat it. You know, granted, a lot of that was, I need to play this again to get the rare weapons for achievements. But it was still, I played through that entire game again. Yeah. Multiple times. You know, I I think about Dead Dead Rising, the first one which I really, really like Dead Rising, and there are very different endings mm-hmm. to that game. And I've seen a whole bunch of them. Yep. And just going back in, and because, you know, if your guy kept his levels when you started again, it was like, all right, well, let's run through it this way. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Let's, you know, I would I played through some of those just to see what happened if you just waited on the roof right off the beginning. Right. You know, and let it run. Mm-hmm. And came back the next morning to see what kind of ending it gave me, which was a garbage ending. <laughs> But, uh, you know, they, I've God, yeah, there are plenty of games where I just did dumb stuff like that. Yeah, there's been a couple of New Game Plus type things that I've stayed in. I can't off the top of my head think of it. But I know there were times where I was like, oh, I'm still the level I was before and I can do all this stuff again. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I, can't, I, for like, I have quite a few hours in Red Dead Redemption hmm. after after beating the main story as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just, I have to think, like I said, it'd probably be Vice City. I just think that was the one that I most fucked around in GTA World. Like, three three to some degree, but, like, something about Vice City was just the time it was. It came out. I Yeah, Vice City is still my favorite. Yeah, I just think, I, I think that's the one I sat around and, like, did the five-star bullshit more often yeah. than not. Um, I think I did everything else before beating that game. I think, I think my time would be different if I had beaten it and then just gone back in and started doing stuff. But, I mean, I was doing all the stupid stuff in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. way early on just god hours and hours yeah you, you're right i'm glad we didn't have any sort of timers back yeah i mean i mean daggerfall if, if, if it was all time easily because just because that was like that was the yeah. oblivion game that i just had countless number of hours to play on and run around mm-hmm. in forever um i can't i have to mention dust cost too i mean just sheer number of times i've played that fucking game mm-hmm. and gone through it at least twice or not maybe three times of playing that game all the way through yeah. And fucking around and going for 75% completion, which I don't recommend anyone ever try to do in that game. That's a big fucking map. Yeah. And uh, hey, Just Cause 3 in like two weeks. Oh, God. Yeah. God damn it. Is that the final? Like, what else is left this year? That's it for me. I don't know. Uh, Everyone else was like, Fallout, I'm done. I'm like, Burr. Rainbow Six comes out sometime in December. But you, who gives a getting, fuck? Yeah. I don't care. I was going to say, I didn't think you were getting it. Although. They did do a weird reboot of that thing where it's isn't that the weird like it's suddenly like a drug war. I don't even like know. Angela Bassett's in it now. And I, I I'll admit I have not been keeping up with any of that. OK, so I, I haven't either. It, it doesn't really interest me, but I'm an idiot and I'll probably get it. <laughs> I keep thinking all the games. I keep I thinking I want to care about the division and they keep pushing it further back and I keep not caring about the division when yeah. further it goes back. Yeah, mm-hmm. the game's never coming out. It looked dope when they first revealed oh, yeah. it. I was like, I would totally do all these things, but nah. <laughs> yeah that highly so, coordinated voice chat's pretty good though yeah yeah so don't expect a Fody episode in december we'll do it in january yeah because i think there's a lot all of us have to clean up and make sure we're especially me we, I, I there's a lot i need to go back and play yeah and we absolutely have to play just cause three there yeah you know it doesn't seem fair there's not already to. game of the year lists coming out like before that's even released and i'm like your shit is illegitimate like no <laughs> no well, I mean, like Far Cry 4 came out way late. Oh, yeah. And that ended up being the Fody for a lot of us. Yeah. So. But yeah. No. I Yeah. There's stuff I got to get caught up on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Oy. if you want to catch up on our stuff. Yeah. You can go to nocorders.net. <laughs> if you want to see, check us out on like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Just uh-huh. do it slash nocorders.net. You'll find us. If you want to write us, just write talk at nocorders.net. If you want to call, you can call it Banffcast 910-556-9263. <gasps> and I just call it the Banffcast hotline, but it's also the No Quarters hotline. Yeah, it is. It's our hotline. Yeah. It's the hotline to us. Yeah, it, we'll play it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, if it's good. Yeah. Be good. It also cuts you off at three minutes, so don't ramble. Yeah, no. It's just a rule we have here. Yeah, just get in and get out. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of getting out, <laughs> let's do that. Okay. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is No Quarters out.